to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. Side by side, Borch gets a better line. Oh boy, we got wheel to wheel right here. String. Oh, and Stu Baylor right behind him. Russell gonna try to dive bomb down the inside. No, can't get the line he wants. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rodney Cooper. And with me today, as always... Brandon Whitehair, guys. What is up, Split Line Nation? Split Line Nation, I like it. We are back, ready to talk some GNCC racing, ready to talk some cycling. Ooh. It's going to be a good show, Brandon. You never did meet your goal for the year, did you? I I, I, <laughs> I, my, I set my goal at 1,000 miles, and I think I may have got a fourth of that. Fourth. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's good. Good pie chart. I know. I need to set my goals a little lower, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or try a little harder, I guess. One of the two. Yeah. We're on episode 98, and we are ready to get back at it. We got two more episodes before we got to figure out how to celebrate episode 100. Yeah. That's a big one. That's a big one. That's a big one. Episode 100. Two shows away. Two shows away. Man, it's going to be a good one. <laughs> but 98 is going to be a good one, too. Yes, it is. It's going to be awesome. Let's get into it first and foremost we got to thank guts racing since 1985 guts has been a leader in seat innovation and technology if you want the best seat cover seat foam on your bike go with guts trust me brandon is it style or is it the functionality Uh, of the guts racing seat cover style for me i think it's functionality because my arms get tired Like, because I don't ride very much. So, so when I do ride, we know that. When I do ride, my arms get tired from hanging on to the bike. Yeah. So, I trust that gut seat cover to hold me fast to the bike because I obviously don't stand up a lot either. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you squeeze it. You squeeze it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 That's that's it. Yeah, I squeeze it so hard. Like, I need that little cushion right there. (laughs) We're going to be giving away a gut seat cover in the month of january so be looking for that it's going to be a slick little competition because we don't have races to bet on that's right maybe we might do it on a supercross race bet yeah i don't know we'll see we will see yeah we also got to thank seal savers seal savers have been in the business for 21 plus years providing the ultimate fork seal protection for your dirt bike coil protection for your atv your mountain bike, your truck, your UTV. Trust me, we know you guys put those UTVs through the test. Oh, when yeah. I when I went out and did that little video, um, the the UTV out there, it was caked with mud, had water running everywhere, and those seals were protected. So trust me, you need seal savers on your equipment, especially if you're going to be getting ready to run the GNCC series and you're out practicing like our man Devin. Yep. Masters, which is in studio tonight. In you guys studio. can't see him yet, but you will. Yep. Say what's up, Devin. Hey, what's up, guys? And uh, you are right about those seal savers. <laughs> we just rode last week, and it is muddy out there. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> muddy out there right now. Is, so yep. right now, you need to protect those seals because those seals, you know, hopefully you're not trusting those seals to last you all through the season. That's right. But if you are, 
You need to protect them now. Yep, protect. Right? And you can save a cool 25% by using the discount code SPLITLINE with a capital S to buy anything off their website. Brandon likes the palm savers. Love them. He likes the boot savers. I love it. Because he doesn't like getting wet. I know. Nope. He doesn't, he, he, doesn't like the, he doesn't like the hard stuff that requires <laughs> to, 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 to manhandle a bike. That's right. I like to keep it, keep it nice and dry. <laughs> and speaking of sweet discount codes... We got another discount code to tell you about. Richard? And it comes in the form of Sunstar Chain and Sprockets. Our main man, Doug Kirk, over here, oh, yeah. or that was over here was last over week. Yeah. Uh, he is the best rep that you could ask for when it comes to seal, when it comes to um, uh, your chain and your sprocket kits. Yep. Uh, Brandon, I forget what those things are made of. Case hardened steel, baby. Case hardened steel. Trust me, when you want to make it to the finish line, you want to make sure you have Sunstar Chain and Sprockets on your bike to get you to the finish line. Time and time again. And then if for the guys that just like a pretty looking sprocket, don't really ride in the woods, they also have aluminum for you too. So like that one right there. Yeah. That's a pretty sprocket. It. Yep. And it's pretty light too. It is. It's aluminum. Yeah. <laughs> that's just for the show bikes though. Yeah, that's for the show bikes. So you can also use the discount code to save on their website. You ready for this? 30%. 30%. If you want to save 30%, use the discount code SPLITLINE30. Save 30% off of anything on the Sunstar Chain and website. That is a good deal. It's pretty much a sponsorship. It is, pretty much. Yep. And then <clears throat> if you have not yet got a Mako 360 on your dirt bike or your ATV, that's right, I said ATV, mm -hmm. what are you waiting for? I don't know. Are you waiting for your arms to get stronger and be able to hang on to the bike for, for two and three hours? <laughs> no. Get yourself a Mako 360, get that nice plush feeling in the handlebars, and make your riding, whether it be trail riding, racing, or just, you know, uh, if you want a sweet-looking piece on your bike, right. get the Mako 360 on your bike. Yep. If you want one on your mountain bike, can't get the Mako 360 on your mountain bike, but you know what you can put on the mountain bike? The Hammerhead. The Hammerhead 360. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, those things are pretty sweet looking and uh they you know when you're riding a mountain bike you know all those rocks and everything are just jarring the heck out of you take a little bit of that that uh, vibration out yep. smoothing your ride out and have more fun oh yeah it's, it's all, all about, about having fun, fun. It's all, all about, about having fun it's all about the ride speaking of having fun <laughs> make sure you plan on running the mountain set hair scramble series yep. this year yep a lot of fun with richie nolan and the crew uh they set up awesome tracks tight technical woods mm -hmm. family atmosphere couldn't be better that's right guys Episode 98. Are you ready to get into it? We're ready. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Brandon, what have you been into lately? Um, what have I been into? So, well, we had Christmas. Then we had New Year's. And then I caught, like, whatever this crap that's going around with the cough. and the, You sound a little nasal. <clears throat> the nasal. Sound... So I apologize in advance that if I start coughing, it doesn't sound very good. Um, but I'm here. Uh, so As my I, I wife and I say, on. you sound like you got... That going on. Yeah. <clears throat> that. <laughs> now, um, but other than that, uh, we got a football tournament. Last one coming up this yeah. weekend. Yeah. Be down in the in the ice bowl. Yeah. So hopefully it's not ice. It's uh, hopefully it's nice, but you know how it goes. Um, I think it's supposed to get colder. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that's why they call it the ice bowl. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, pretty much it, man. Uh, started trying to get back eating right and get yeah. ready to go back to the gym. I'm not troll training like some of us, but uh, I'm more like roll roll training. Roll training. <laughs> I like that. What have you been up to, man? Oh, not too much, man. You know, just uh, 
<sighs> football, wrestling, all that good stuff. Uh, I'm excited about Supercross being back in. Oh, man. It's time. It's time. It's time for Supercross to be back and to be uh, – um, uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You sign up for Pulp? I am getting ready to sign up for Pulp. You ch- I did it last night when I was texting you. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need to sign up for Pulp, but uh, I'll, I'll get back at it. Um, no, uh, actually, you know, uh, man, there's some sad news in the sports world oh, lately. Oh, man, it's <clears> – yes, it is very sad. Um, I was actually going to bring that up if you didn't. So Yeah, Ken Block, um, yeah. you know, that is a – a person you hate to hate to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what a great guy he was. He was a great guy, just yeah. first and foremost, but just an ambassador to the action um, sports, sports world. Yeah. Um, you know that uh, that guy. He was he was, always saw him with a smile on his face. So you know, um, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out yeah. to his family, mm-hmm. and um, um, you know, just yeah, just thoughts and prayers go out to them. Yeah. For sure, and then with the I see the Buffalo Bills hat. Buffalo Bills. I actually got this hat for Christmas. They, uh-huh, you know, they're, sure, they're my uh-huh. favorite team. You went out and bought it, didn't you? You favorite team? Get out of here! You're a Steelers fan. No, I'm not. You're are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I could have swore I saw Steelers. No. You know, we have a saying at Mountaineer Field. Uh huh. And I feel like once you say <laughs> that saying, you mean it. Oh geez, no nah. matter those guys up there are Missimer Steelers fans. Uh, yeah. I'm agreeing with Rodney on this. I mean, yeah. I believe I'm a Cowboys fan. So I say he's a Cowboys fan. No, I, I've I've not been a long time Buffalo fan, mm-hmm. but the past few years I was like I need because I've not had a favorite um, pro team. I was like I need a pro team. Josh and, Allen's the only reason you like the Bills. No, actually, uh-huh. here, here's the funny I mean, thing: who likes the Bills before Josh Allen came along? Nobody. <laughs> well, it did help. It did help. But here's the funny thing: is like my parents have a camp. Oh, that okay. is like thirty minutes away from from their facility. Oh, okay. So like we actually kind of went up there. It didn't not during a game or anything, but it was fun to uh, go up there and uh, and be able to watch uh, or you know be around that. But no, it's it's cool. They're a fun uh, franchise to watch. But yeah, that was a scary moment the yeah, other night in the scary. game. Um, so we're you know praying for a speedy recovery mm-hmm. um, and you know uh, recover to the best mm-hmm. of his ability for um, Darren. Um, what was it? Hamlin. Darren Hamlin. Yeah, yep. you know that's. The man, that was scary. It was, it was, and then also um, Taylor Jones took a, a pretty nasty crash. Did practice she? Crash. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, she's so uh, fast recovery for her. Um, not sure of the extent of injuries or anything like that. I just know that she she went down. So hopefully she's getting back, um, getting uh, fast recovery, and then, and then JoJo Cunningham. Yes, I saw. He that. He had another nasty one. Oh, and broken femur. That sucks because he yeah. just and pretty wrist. much got over that um, yeah. not too long ago. So. And now he's back, back at it. So, you know, keep your head up, dude, and keep your trucking, and yeah, hopefully yeah, we'll get speedy back at recovery, it. and mm-hmm. hopefully you'll be able to be back at it as soon as possible. Yeah, hate good, those. Good news for him, though. Did you see who his doctor is? I mean, Stu Baylor's got this under control, <laughs> so I think he's going to be great. Doctor Baylor. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I think that's all the bad news, right? It's all the bad news, Devin. You got any bad news? <laughs> so Devin. Congratulations, man. You have had a lot going on um, the past couple of weeks, and uh, Devin is a, a new father once again. So, round of applause for yeah. him and his wife. Uh, she went through the ringer a little bit with that, but uh, you guys made it out, and you got a beautiful baby boy. So, congratulations to you. Uh, yeah, we're uh, definitely busy in our house, and uh, she did most of the work, so obviously you got to give the praise to her. But, uh 
now we we got three boys now and uh definitely got our hands full <laughs> what do you, what do you, so other than that is that all you've been up to over there uh between that and uh trying to get used to a new yamaha we're uh we're dealing with a lot of stuff right now to get ready for the beginning of the season <laughs> and we don't have much time left <laughs> no you're definitely cutting it short what are we like what about a month and a half something uh, like that 40 some days yeah you wouldn't know all the way down to the last minute yeah, it's, yeah. it's like 46 days i think <laughs> 46 is a good number very good so. number so uh so what do you think uh who we got coming on tonight tonight i didn't even mention it yeah i you mean didn't. i did Jeez, i did cliffhanger. Tell cliffhanger so Tonight, we have Devin Feehan, former XC1 ATV Pro, mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> had a really great last couple of seasons um, in the XC1, and he has kind of turned a corner in his career and has went towards more of a cycling program. And um, you always knew he was going to be good at it mm -hmm. because we always talked about how much that dude hammers on the cycle and on the mountain bike. So whenever he switched over to 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 cycling racing, um, you knew that it was going to be just it, it, like a fit, like a glove, right? right. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what it looks like on Instagram because the dude looks like he won just about every race that he was in. Well, it's <laughs> funny you bring up Hammer because clearly it's from all the Hammer nutrition stuff he's been using. Did yeah, you not? I mean, that's that's the only reason, right? It has nothing to do with those uh, uh, with the, the legs. all those morning workouts you yeah. see him doing now because he's posting a workout uh, every morning and it looks extremely hard. Like those pistol squats. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, Alex had me doing some of those a little bit ago. Pistol squats? Yeah. yeah. How good are you at them? I'm not that great, actually. My, my, <laughs> my balance is terrible, so... Uh, We'll we'll keep working on it, and I'm sure he'll get me where I need to be. But there's no way I could do it on my right leg. Yeah, there's just not even if I was flexible. Like it just doesn't bend that much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Did he ask you like you know because like most um, motocross riders and everything have like knee injuries? He's like, are you going to be able to do pistol squats before I ask you to do them? No, I'm sure he will though because we're supposed to have like a weekly conversation on different things. So this was like. Getting introduced, doing some of the initial workouts, getting going, especially with Christmas and everything. You know, everybody eats a little crampy on Christmas. Um, but with that being said, we're uh, we're going to get after it. He's going to get me where I need to be. Mm -hmm. And I just told him that my goal was to uh, make me a champion. And whatever I got to do to get there is what I want to do. So I think he's got it under control. I think he has a little bit of experience with working <laughs> with people that have done it. So Just a couple. Yeah. Including yeah. himself so, and, then, <laughs> and his brother. So keep the camera on you for a second. While, you know, Devin's had all this new stuff going on in his life, we decided to throw one more thing on him. He is officially the producer of the Split on Off-Road podcast. So obviously it's official. We, we even have a flea rag. We do have a flea rag right there. That's the only one that made it back from Howard's Hole. Well, it just wanted to survive then. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, uh, real quick before we, we have Devin on, let's talk real quick about this upcoming weekend. Anaheim won. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to watch. Are you ready to watch? Oh, dude. Um, I'll be watching from like a hotel room, probably on my phone, but... Oh, ice ball. Yeah, because right. I got the, the football tournament going on. But I'm definitely going to be watching, getting my pulp picks in. Um, we still have our pulp uh, league in pulp, so if you guys want to come join us, uh, feel free. We enjoy We also it. have the uh, Rocky Mountain League, right? Uh, yep, I started Rocky Mountain last night. Um, 
it's split line off road. Um, just look for that and you'll find it. Join us on there. We always have a little fun on that one. Um, man, it's, it's, it's awesome just to, uh, I can't believe it's here already. I feel like it just ended and, uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I don't know about you guys, but who wins? Oh, we're already going there. 450 or 250? 450. I was going to say 250 is already a lock. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Jet Lawrence <laughs> is, is going to win that, right? I mean, which, yeah. which coast is Joe running? Joe's running east. Okay. Along as no one. So, so McAdoo and Fortner, Fortner are running for Pro yeah. Circuit on the west. If, if, if Jet doesn't go down or anything, I mean, Fortner, Fortner um, has the ability to do it. Um, McAdoo is obviously has the ability to run and then also rj hampshire if he if he doesn't wash the front end out or anything stupid like that he also has the ability to run with jet um they just honestly the way to beat him is to pressure him to make him do stupid stuff so that he crashes i mean that's just the way can forkner stay up for the whole season and not have an incident because that's kind of been his kryptonite that's been you know him and kind of like ac that's the two guys for pro circuit that they can't really keep healthy right even mcadoo right i mean look at how many he wrecked like McAdoo, three good McAdoo's times gumby yeah yeah, yeah he's, he wrecked three good times just in one race yeah yeah <laughs> it's so uh, it's 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 gonna be interesting to see um uh but yeah the 450 side is a lot more complicated um how do you go against eli tomac possibly the last season for him um uh, and then you got the young gun chase sexton never looking better as he did outdoors um indoors he's still pretty fast uh then you got cooper webb um you know what i mean there's and then jason anderson dude uh there was times last year if he didn't have like the radiator incident or getting tangled up with somebody he shouldn't have gotten tangled up with he might have been a champion last year so we have three easy top guys that to choose from and then possibly you know you got Roxon, you got mookie you got all those guys to choose from so the 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 championship in the 450s inevitably always ends up running down to being between two guys yeah who are going to be those two guys this year i think it's going to be tomac anderson and Sexton. What? That's three I, I, i'm going that's three, three. you those can't do three. three i just made a rule to a game well i, I just broke your rules Broke Tomac and Sexton. I'm telling you, man, Anderson Anderson looks good. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm gonna go different. I'm gonna go Tomac Anderson. Uh, I like I love Sexton, man. He's one of my favorite guys uh, now. But uh, um, there's something about Jason Anderson. If, as long as he can come out like where he left off from the year before, um, he's I think he's probably got the best shot right now because Tomac's <clears> on a new bike. He's got to figure out how to get that 23 set up. Anderson isn't. You know what I mean? He did really good last year. He's been riding it. As far as I know, he's healthy. Um, He's got the most time on the bike. He's got all the settings dialed. Um, I think he's going to be the guy that's going to come out and show people. Well, with that being said, Tomac was on a new bike when he went to Yamaha and still came out and won too. So do you think that he can just jump on a 23 and continue with that? Um, it took, if you remember, it took Tomac a couple of races to get that Yamaha. Um, I think he was like, what, fifth at A1 last year, fifth or sixth, something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he always is a slow starter. Um, so, I mean, I'm just curious, but I don't know. I mean, he's a professional and he's Tomac. So, 
I'm, I was just I'm sure. I was meaning championship wise. Oh, he, he came out and won no problem as far as long term. Right, right long term. Yeah. Short term, he might struggle. I think in the first few rounds, maybe trying to figure out the setup. But it, I feel like he does that anyways, regardless. Right. And then, you know, being a one, you might see like Justin Barsha or Ken Roxon might throw it in and and be able to win there. But A1 is always like the one that throws you for a loop. Mm. And you're like, oh, man, that guy's in the championship hunt. And then five rounds in, they're not really in contention for the championship anymore. So, right. Do you guys feel like Ken Roxon is just like a one-race possible winner? Or do you think he's an actual championship threat this year? Uh, I'm not sure about championship, but um, definitely I see multiple races where he has a chance to win or mm-hmm. be on the podium. Um the only reason I don't say championship is because he hasn't been able to string a championship together for what the last three years. Ever since his injuries well, with his arm. Well, with when him and Webb went down went down to the wire. What was that? Twenty twenty. Yeah, that was twenty or twenty. No, that's twenty twenty. That was twenty twenty. Was that pre COVID? No, that was COVID. That was COVID. Well, because he ended up finishing third. No, yeah. I think it was pre COVID. I think it was two thousand nineteen. Yeah, I think I think Brandon's right. Yeah. So that's crazy. <laughs> but the thing is, is, is they've been talking a lot about how this year it's going to be the supercross motocross, like what is it called? SMX or yeah, SXX? Something like that. SXS. Is that what it is? I think that sounds right. Super motocross. Yeah. Super motocross. SMX. Yeah. SMX. <laughs> Acronyms are not my thing. <laughs> I'm not a fan of it though. Cause it's already cutting into our GNCC. Yeah. Yeah. They took one way or one race away from us. Yeah. So 12. I, I mean, twelve still, still good number. Thirteen might might be lucky. I mean, thirteen is really not that lucky. I like running thirteen rounds though. <laughs> Anytime you take rounds away is not a good thing. Just, <laughs> right. Just run one more um, local race. <gasps> I will. I'm going to run the Kenna, <laughs> I'm going to run the Kenna nine hours. So You're going to run that anyways. Yeah. It, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Heartland. I, there you go, Heartland. There, we can't. It's on the same day. Same. Oh, it is on the same weekend. Yep. Mm. But it's okay. Conflict. Because how many East Coast guys are actually making that drive out there? Yeah. Uh, true. So with back to, to Kenny real quick, I think he could win championship. I don't know. But he has typically been a really consistent guy in both motocross and supercross. Mm-hmm. So could he be the first could he lose both the Supercross Championship and Motocross Championship, but win the SMX Championship? Um, that all depends if he runs outdoor because he He'll is run. only scheduled. He is only to do Supercross for HEP. There's possibly an outdoor. With all that money on the line, he'll run outdoors. Well, see, he has the World Supercross too, so he's getting paid from them. He has a he has a an option to either run motocross in the states or run that Who world supercross. Who knows what their schedule is going to be though? Their schedule so. could be so you know <laughs> they they could be like all right here's the world supercross two rounds. Yep. Again. So I, I like I said it, it's a possibility. Um, <clears throat> who knows? I really I really don't know. But um, another thing to think about this week is the weather. It's been raining out there a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I've been listening to a lot of the the racers and talk and, and the podcast. So we're good for we're, we're actually due for a good mud race. I hate those, mud races. Those guys have actually those track crews though they have got it so dialed in with being able to roll those that and they tracks feel like the lime and cover them and, and all that stuff. They they mix in that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So real quick before we go, go ahead, Devin. If we throw in mud, I'm going to go with Aaron Plessinger. 
I would love to see that. Barsha for sure. Man, could you imagine AP with a red plate? That'd be awesome. <laughs> Real quick, before we before we move on, we 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 always pick winners. So yeah. so are we just gonna say Jet for the two fifties? Uh for the championship or are we talking about no, A one? No, no, no. A one. A one? Um I know who my picking, but I'm going right out and I'm gonna say RJ Hampshire wins it. Ooh. A one. I'm going Jet because I think he wants to come out and he wants to put a statement on it. He's already won one coast. He wants to come out and win the other coast and then go to 450s. So I'm going to say Jet comes out and just smokes it. I say is free which is Freezy running? Freezy is not running. Okay. He's sidelined. Because I see right Doug now. Kirk said Freezy. He's sidelined. <laughs> I I <laughs> I, uh, I think Forkner. I yeah. think Forkner comes out and wins A1. Forkner is kind of on the hot seat. Freezy could win. Oh, I mean, Doug, Doug was asking who takes out more people this year, Barsha or Freezy. Oh, uh, Freezy well, right now is on the, on the sidelines. So, so Barsha, for, Barsha for default because he just has more opportunities too. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, though, if Freezy is on the line, he could definitely do it because he'll just pay enough people to do it for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that's why he's on the sideline right now. Um, and right now the Moto Concepts, I don't think he's letting him race. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I think I, I would say that's why. <laughs> is that is that whole thing? But okay, four fifties. Ooh, man, that's always I'm it's just, such I'm, a toss up, and it's I'm never going, somebody that wins. It's never somebody that's a championship contender. No, I'm gonna go Barsha. I mean, why not? He went uh, the last four. He's won three. So I, I was gonna say Barsha too, just yeah. because he always wins so many at a one. I'm not. I'm definitely not saying Tomac. At I, I got one for you, Malcolm. Mookie, he might do it. He, I mean, he's definitely capable. You yeah. know, you know who probably will do it is that yellow Suzuki. Oh, probably. <laughs> if he hole shots, he wins. If he hole shots, he wins. Oh, if, that bike's powerful coming out of the hole. So, mm-hmm. if he wins a one, do you know how many Suzukis they're selling <gasps> the very next day? <laughs> oh, it's 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 going to be a, a real quick. I don't know if you know this or not, but he. I heard a stat today. He has won more. And this is on the Suzuki than he did on a Honda. Just to let you guys know that. Think about and that. I did know that. I saw that same thing. Yep. He has one more. He said more. it felt like compass, felt like home. He has won more, more times on a mm-hmm. Suzuki than he did. He won a Honda. lot of races uh, on the RCH. Yep. But what, and he was also on it before that. What's that? You also have to think that <clears throat> right now it's not the bike that's been holding him back it's been himself like right. he's either mentally not been in it or he's just physically not been able to make the end of the race mm-hmm. so maybe the mental side the suzuki brings him around to where he needs to be but on the physical side he has to figure out if he's got that fixed or not right so right all right let's it's enough of that let's talk some gncc let's talk some cycling we cover everything let's talk to devin feehan let's talk to devin I'm good with that. I was just making sure we covered everything. Now, now, when I when I think of Devin, man, what an awesome guy was always like really one like when nobody really knew us, he was right. always like somebody that really just came up and talked to us and right. and uh, just a great guy to be around. Uh, really enjoyed watching him race. Really enjoyed the last couple years that we kind of really kind of dove into his career and talked to him a yep. lot and and had him on the show a lot and. Um, Last season, really enjoyed watching him race. And then really enjoy, you know, we hate seeing him go. Like, we hate losing him. Right. Um, but really enjoy seeing him do something 
um, something that else that he's really good at as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 with you, man. Devin Devin's awesome. Uh, I really think he was still coming into his prime, really, um, the way he was riding the last couple years and the the speed that he was carrying. Um, he might not have been be able to put it all together um, all the time, but trying uh, to count the rings. Oh, I got you. I got you. <laughs> But, um, he, but yeah, I really think he was right there on the club, you know. Yeah. On it. Hello? Hey, Devin. How's it going, man? Hey, it's going good. How about you guys? Not too bad, man. Uh, Devin Feehan, we just talked to, we just kind of introed you before you came on. But uh, <laughs> uh, uh, thanks for coming on tonight, man. It's been a while since we got to talk to you, and uh, it's good, uh, good to hear from you and uh, hear about how you're doing. Yes, uh, I was actually watching the live. So, oh, cool. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks for that intro. And uh, yeah, I was uh, ready to jump on. So, cool, man. <laughs> what do you think of the new camera angles? Is, is it good? Yeah, it's looking good. Not too it's bad. Good. Not too yeah. bad. If you didn't like looking at us before, it really sucks for you now. You know what really look good is a is a fee hand yeah. jersey in here. Ooh, that you can maybe saw a fee hand jersey would look can, good. Can in that here. happen? I got empty space, so much. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he says yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so Devin, um, how how have you been this off season? Like, uh, you know, not getting ready for XC one, but getting ready for your next season in the cycling. I see that you've been working out a ton. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my gosh, man! I mean, save some workouts for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, I've you know I've always been into the training. Um, you know, I've really started, you know, training hard when I was probably, I don't know, around 15, I probably got serious about it. Just having, uh, obviously the ATV stuff and in my sights. And that's, that's what I was working really hard for and trying to, uh, you know, develop myself, um, you know, and just, and just learn more about, uh, where your limits are. Like that's, that's an important thing to, um, you know, start developing, um, you know, I don't want to say early, early on, but I would say that's, uh, that's when I really started into it. And, um, you know, I, I've always also used the cycling stuff, um, as a way to, to learn more. It's very, um, consistent. Um, it's very repetitive. Um, and, and it was always a way that I was able to push myself really hard, um, and, and push those limits. Um, so, and especially like training for the ATVs over the years, um, you know, just the lack of seat time. Uh, I think you can compensate a lot with, uh, gaining the fitness, whether it's in the gym or, um, on a bike or running, uh, rowing was always a great tool for that. Um, so I've always seen fitness as a way to, um, find my way to the best performance possible on ATV with, um, you know, the setup I had in terms of riding and, you know, some winners I would be, you know, pretty much limited to the gym up North, uh, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely, um, you know, had, had a pretty, uh, uh, good season on the bike, you know, halfway through, halfway through a season on the ATV, I pretty much, uh, you know, made that decision. Um, you know, it, it, it took a long time to finally, make that ultimate decision that this is the direction I want to go. Um, I think I heard you guys mention that, you know, like I was just kind of breaking out on the ATV and, you know, I, I definitely had, um, some, some really successful rides and, and really learned a lot and was 
figuring a lot out on the ATV and there's so much to learn. Um, It's hard to explain how much there is to learn there in terms of the mechanics and uh, just all the logistics and and even the technique um, and and the fitness around the ATV. It's it's a very... (laughs) There's a lot going on there. So <laughs> Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. And then you add in the 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 speeds that you guys are carrying through, you know, trees that don't like to get out of the way very much. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a gnarly sport for sure. And you really especially the last two seasons, uh, really solidified yourself into being one of the very best at doing that. So um, you know, uh, like we said before you came on, like we, we, we hate, we hate not having you around the races anymore. Uh, but to see you being able to do something that like whenever you made that decision and we saw that you were doing that, like it was a no brainer, like, man, he's going to rock at that because he already rocks at that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. And it ultimately is my decision and, um, you know, I'm, I'm sticking to it. Um, you know, like I said, I've, I've been into the cycling and, um, you know, in 2019 or something like that, I won my first, uh, local pro mountain bike race and, uh, got into more racing from there and, and got around some, some stiffer competition. And, uh, it kind of, you know, opened me up to that world and, um, you know, it's just kind of hasn't gone away. It's been, uh, you know, nagging at me ever since. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm just ready to jump into it. So, have we got an itch to get back on the quad at all, or have we just been strictly mountain bikes? <laughs> Has just been on the bike. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> in order to, um, you know, I've I really experienced how hard it is um, to perform, you know, at the highest level of, you know, at least the ATV side of things. Um, you know, and it's not like I went out and won every race I entered, but um, just with the experience I have. Um, I can definitely tell you it's a lot of focus um, and a lot of work to get there. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm taking that to the bike and, um, you know, I, it's the same thing for that. You have to be very focused. Um, you know, it takes discipline to just do the same stuff day in and day out, um, you know, whether you want to do it or not. So that's uh, it doesn't leave much room for uh, wanting to be competitive uh, in, in two sports. So I, I got to stick to one. No doubt. No doubt. I'm sure that was tough. And so what, you know, switching over to the cycling racing, um, you know, when we saw the races that you were doing, it looked like you were doing extremely well. Now, was this national races? Was this local races? Um, how, you know, what kind of competition were you racing Mm -hmm. against the, the last, the latter part of the season? Yeah, so on the mountain bike, those were um, regional, like mountain bike series near me in New York. Um, there's there's a couple good series around here. Um, there's one kind of mid Atlantic region. Um, you know, I was able to hit one of those. Uh, there's usually pretty good competition there. With um, you know, they'll have a couple pros show up here and there, but um, I I really jumped in late on the mountain bike, but. Uh, cyclocross was a whole new discipline of cycling for me that I, that I jumped into, uh, in September, um, which the cyclocross season goes from September to the end of December. And I had really no experience. Like I've always been into mountain biking. Like that's been my main thing. That's what I've been the best at. Um, and 
you know, I really didn't ever consider it, but, um, you know, getting into it more, um, you know, just being around at the, at the mountain bike races, I was, uh, suggested to give it a shot. Um, so I was able to get a bike and, um, yeah, just jumped right in. Like I, like I said, I really didn't know what it entailed, but, um, I knew it was bike racing and it was hard training and, uh, <laughs> pumping the legs hard on the track. So that's, <laughs> that's what I was all about. And, uh, yeah, so that was, that was a whole different animal. And, um, I had to basically work my way up, um, from category four. That's kind of how they do the ranking there with the, uh, the licensing with the USA cycling sanctioned body. Um, so basically I had to sign up for a bunch of cat four races, um, and then move to cat three. I eventually got myself to cat two, which basically, um, the categories are, uh, I believe it's four to one, one being the highest category. So, um, yeah, I, I got through the, the threes and fours, uh, pretty quickly winning those races. And then, um, I did win one cat two race and then a couple of the races, um, I had to be thrown in with the, the cat ones, uh, basically the pro riders. Um, and that was, it happened quick. Like in a matter of months, I was already lining up to, uh, basically, you know, professional riders in a different sport. Um, which was really cool to experience, um, just to see, you know, their level of talent and what they're capable of. Um, you know, I, I didn't really have too much expect expectation of to how I would do, but, um, so yeah, I was, I was able to do a couple of those and, um, you know, the, the first one, I think I ended up, yeah, I was 16th in the first one. And then, you know, day two, like 23rd or something like that. But, um, yeah, just cool to have that experience. Yeah. Yeah. sounds like it. Uh, sounds like, I mean, I'm sure there's more than 20, 20 people in the class. So there's yeah. sure a lot of people out there, right? Yeah. Yeah. There was like, uh, there was 50 yeah. somewhere around there. That's pretty good. Yeah. Not too shabby. Yeah. Not too shabby for being a beginner at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which actually, um, like towards the end of the cyclocross stuff, I, I was qualified. Uh, you have to be within, I think a certain number of points, um, under your license to qualify for the national race. Um, so I did, I actually, I did cyclocross nationals, um, again, in the category one field, which, um, like I said, I knew how, how strong those guys are. Um, and you know, I, I, like I said, I, I didn't expect to go out there and kill it, but I, I thought it was worth jumping in for the experience and, um, you know, didn't feel my best. I had a long season. I was racing, every weekend for like 17 weekends in a row and uh just didn't really have my best performance there but yeah that's kind of how all that cyclocross stuff went down nice so oh good good i was gonna say it just it seems like the cycling is just as intense as the atv racing and the training that you have to put into it and things like that so it's mm -hmm. uh not so much a change in that part of it probably but definitely a big change in just what you're riding on a weekly basis right yeah. Yeah. The intensity is definitely there. Um, and like I said, like I really learned, I really learned about how to push yourself. Um, and I've learned a lot about, you know, just the body in general and, um, you know, training principles and nutrition. 
Um, you know, I've tracked my training since I was, you know, 15 years old and kept a food journal for the last five years of all my nutrition. And, um, you know, and, and a lot of it has been around the bike. Like that's the, been the best mode for me to express, um, you know, how hard I can push myself and how hard I'm willing to go. Um, and I've always kind of tried to use that to translate it into the ATV. Um, and you know, I, like I said, I, I really feel like what I learned on the bicycle helped me get to, uh, like my first podium finish. And then mm-hmm. I kind of just always had those principles to follow. Um, and, and yeah, like I said, that's just where I feel like a lot of it comes from. Yeah. But I'm glad you brought that up too. Cause I was going to say, I, I thought that you did most of your training, like on your own and figured out a lot of stuff on your own doing that. And, uh, I know like I, I struggle in that part and I think Rodney and Brandon would probably agree that most people do struggle in that part. So I think it's awesome that you have the discipline to be able to actually sit down and keep track of everything and figure out what you need to be doing and all of those different things to go into it. So that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And I've done it. Um, I have done it with coaches. Um, you know, I've worked with a personal trainer, um, in my younger years, I've worked with a coach, um, on the ATV um, another coach on the ATV in my later career and for the cycling stuff, um, which I think is hugely beneficial to um, anyone in the sport or in any sport for that fact. Um, you know, I would say you can get a lot done on your own, but it comes to a point where you can only do so much and only know so much. Um, and, and having a coach, you know, I I look back and say, you know, I wish I prioritized that before anything else earlier on. Yeah. yeah. So just a quick question, not to be nosy into your business, but mm-hmm. um, like I'm starting to do training and stuff like that, and I'm trying to get ready for this year. And uh, what do you think is the most crucial thing for me in the off season right now? Just being on the four-wheeler and trying to get seat time or – and not just me, but like everybody that's getting ready for the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But do you think like seat time on the bike is the most important or is it the off the bike training and maybe not being on the four as much trying to get ready for the first round? Um, I know like my goals, I want to be inside the top 20 by the time we had snowshoes so that way I can try to start mm-hmm. in the first four rows. And I think it's doable. I just, I figured I would pick your brain and, and see what some of those pieces are that maybe a lot of us are missing. Yeah. So if if you're in the off season, I would say, um, you know, just time in the gym, um, just honestly working on your overall fitness. Um, you know, that guys doesn't have to be in a gym. You could be outdoors cycling or running, um, depending on weather and stuff. But, um, I wouldn't really prioritize, uh, the seat time, you know, in the winter, um, especially earlier on, I would say that as you approach, the season you want to become more specific, um, to the riding. So, um, you know, earlier on in the off season, it's really just about building the fitness. And then, um, you know, I think the, you know, the aerobic training and aerobic development over the winter is kind of the highest priority. Um, you know, kind of starting out, um, you know, with, with just basic training and then, um, you know, a little bit lighter load on the, on the endurance work. And then as you get closer to your season, 
um, you're going to ramp up volume, ramp up intensity. Um, basically, everything's going to ramp up as you approach a season. Um, and then it should become, you know, more specific to what kind of racing you're doing. So, um, I mean, I've even had um, like summers where I didn't even prioritize riding until, uh, you know, maybe four weeks out from the final four rounds. Um, you know, I gave that a shot of I was just going to focus on fitness for the first half and then uh, focus on the riding in the second half. Um, and it's also, you want to think about like being sustainable. So you're talking about, you know, snowshoe that's six months away. So um, if you're trying to ride every day now, um, you know, I, and I, I'm also take into account wear and tear on equipment. Of course, that's uh, to keep machines going that long <laughs> is a, is a task as well. So um, that's kind of how I saw it. Um, you know, just to manage what you can do in training as far as riding and then also the equipment side of things too. Yeah. I think that's great insight. And, uh, I appreciate you giving that insight to everybody else that's listening. And I think that's, that's great for people to know. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people are probably guilty. uh, Yeah. Yeah. It can be done. Um, you know, everybody has a unique way and they, um, you know, everybody can learn what works for them. Um, you know, I think uh, Bryson's a good example of a guy in the pro class, um, again, that that uh, maybe doesn't get as much seat time in the winter, but um, working on the fitness side of things uh, can really have a big payoff. Um, and I think that that should be, you know, definitely a high priority to anyone looking to really chase after uh, a big goal. So. Yeah, fitness is off the bike is is really really important. Um, so since you're in this whole cycling thing, have you thought about any GNCC EMTB racing? Yeah, I I definitely have. Um, there's there's definitely potential that that I'll be uh, uh, participating in that. So forced you know, to be reckoned um, with. There. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess I should say competing in that, not participating. <laughs> if I line up, I'm there, you know, to to give it everything I have. So, okay. um, that'd be awesome yeah. to see. Yeah, that'd be, be awesome. I think to it sure. would be cool. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, I have a quick question about. So, this um, uh, cycle cross where you, you're on the road bike, but I see you doing like trail stuff on the road bike. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw some pictures where it looked like you were in some snowy conditions. Mm-hmm. How often were you or people washing that front end out? Because I know there's not much traction on those road bike tires. Yeah, it's it's definitely a little weird. Um, it, it's uh, yeah, so it's a road bike frame, obviously no suspension, um, but it, it's not it's not a road tire, so it is an off road tire. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's it's basically the cyclocross races are usually in like a park. Um, so it's a pretty short track, like a mile and a half. Um, the track's about three meters wide taped off. Um, but yeah, you go, you know, in and out of wood sections up and over barriers. Uh, you know, you have to run stairs, go through the mud, sand pits, basically whatever you wouldn't normally ride a road bike through. That's all you ride through (laughs) in in a cyclocross race. So um it, none of it makes sense but it's not really supposed to yeah um yeah <laughs> that's kind of what i'm picking up from it uh but yeah just uh super intense short race 
um, pretty much just give it everything you have. So. That's awesome. So yeah. have any of the guys that you've met over on the cycle side of the world, like have they have they found out like what your background is and like what have they thought about like, like man, that's what you came from? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and there's some other ones out there too uh, that come from different sports. And, you know, I've seen some ski racers and, you know, other dirt bike racers. Um, so it's not entirely uncommon, Mm -hmm. um, but you know, also a lot of runners and obviously, uh, you have your cyclists in there as well, but, and then, you know, in, in the cycling world itself, you have multidisciplined, uh, cyclists in there, you know, your mountain bikers jump in to the cyclocross world and, uh, there's road riders and, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, uh, definitely, uh, not uncommon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for but. sure. Well, uh, we, we have a question from a listener, uh, Isaiah white. He's actually the CEO of Howard's hole, self-proclaimed CEO of Howard's hole. He wanted to oh, know boy. what was it? <laughs> he, he wanted to know what was it like heading into South Howard's hole this year? <laughs> oh yeah. That's, uh, that's always a good time. By good time, I mean I don't I don't know what I mean by that. <laughs> uh, you, ne- you never you never know what you're gonna get. But uh, luckily, I was able to get through clean. I think every lap, which is all you can ask for. So right. Which uh, out of all the years that you ran Howard's Hole, which one was the craziest? Which year? Like, is there anything uh, seen that you was crazy? Like anything anything stand out to you? I don't know. I would say. Uh, I can't. I don't know. Last year was pretty bad because it was, wasn't it raining last year. Yes, yes, it was raining on the starting line for you guys. Was it? Yeah. Whatever could, year it was raining, that was definitely the worst one. You <laughs> could see the rain like coming over the mountains at us, and they're just taking their time to get the race started. I was here for it. Yeah, I was, I was sitting there. I'm it. like, it'd be it'd be nice if we could take off sometime today before the rain hits, and then right as they're getting ready to throw the flag to get us going, it oh. just everything it was amazing brandon and i are actually filing a petition to have the water truck up there to make sure the first turn is is watered every every year because that was entertaining yeah we water the first turn too many years i'll be joining devin in retirement (laughs) so so devin are we i know you said that you're going to potentially do some uh maybe do some some emtb racing are we going to get to see you uh, around the GNCC pits um, at all this year, or are are you like are you? How's your schedule looking like for the cycling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know if I if I'm doing the e-bike stuff, I'll be at the GNCCs, whichever rounds. I think there's eight or nine mm-hmm. rounds this year. Um, so whatever GNCCs have those, um, you know, I'll potentially be at, and then. Um, I wouldn't be able to make it to the other ones, but yeah, I would just plan on being at those ones. Are you going to bring a four-wheeler with you too? <laughs> What's that? Are you going to bring a four-wheeler with you also? Oh, I don't, I don't think so. Me two wheels. Do you still have one? I don't actually. No. Oh, so wow. It kind of leaves me no option. Right. Wow. Do, you, do you, I mean, as far as you know, we know the, the, uh, um, the want to to race is not there, but do you ever want to get on one and rip around or, or has that not hit yet? I don't know. It, it, it hasn't yet. I've been uh-huh. really focused on the bike and developing with that. It's, you know, I know how much hard work it's going to take to, 
to get better. And, you know, I'm really enjoying, you know, learning more about it. And honestly, I've been, uh, studying, uh, you know, online, like, um, I've been, you know, I considered, uh, continuing my education, uh, down the field of like exercise science and stuff. But, um, you know, with racing, I kind of had to stick to that. And I ended up doing kind of my own pace online study, uh, through like Coursera, um, you know, this year, uh, you know, studying like physiology, anatomy, and, uh, just anything I could learn about the stuff, uh, as well as nutrition, um, you know, cause this is the stuff I'm really passionate about and it's, it's what I really enjoyed about, uh, pursuing the career on the ATV, um, you know, and learning what it means to be the athlete and, and what that takes. Uh, I just been, uh, pretty focused on that stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Well, is, hey, man, uh, we're really happy for you and really excited yeah. to, to, to see you pursuing this and going for it with literally everything. And uh, I, for yeah. one, enjoy the uh, the motivational workouts in the morning. I'm like, man, <laughs> like I can do a little bit of something, too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so Devin, man, we, we appreciate you coming on and uh, – uh, uh, let's get you back on here at some point in time uh, throughout your season, and uh, I want to hear some more about this cycling and uh, how you've done this season. Yeah, yeah, no, sounds good, and and yeah, thanks for the invite to jump on. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah, All man. right, man. We'll we'll talk to you later. All right, sounds good. All See right, Devin yeah. Feehan, man, I tell you what, um, the passion you can hear in his voice when it comes to 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 racing this the to cycle racing. Right it's like no other. Yeah. So I'm excited for him. We're going to miss him. Yeah. We're definitely gonna like, miss let's him. just not overstate that. We're no, going to, yeah. or understate that we're going to miss him. Um, but, uh, you know, it's cool like to see him pursue this and, and, you know, whenever you have watched his Strava numbers, yeah. uh, I mean, you knew that it was like, <laughs> like those boys over there are in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean he's 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 an animal uh, when it comes to that stuff, and like you said, we're definitely going to miss him on the on the track. And uh, uh, you know he's always one of those guys that we always look forward and cheered for and all that stuff. So it's really cool. Um, I have a feeling though, you know, I have a feeling in a year, a couple years, or he's going to make a return. I, I just have that feeling. I don't know. I could be wrong. Could be wrong. But and he might make a return. But it it sounds like he's more passionate about just yeah. the the exercise and the nutrition yeah. part than he was about the actual racing, the ATVs. Right. I mean, obviously he was passionate about it, but it seems like he has a bigger passion outside of racing ATVs that is going to be able to keep his interest. So right. he's uh, definitely going to be missed around the races. And uh, I don't know who's supposed to challenge Bryson Neal for most in shape guy on the front <laughs> line now, but I guess uh, he's just going to run that on his own. You talk about two completely different like body types when it comes oh, to yeah. like, or two completely different training. Right. Like you, it's funny because it's almost like you know, for a sport where everybody has to do the same thing, like race an ATV, you have to race an ATV. It's not like it's football where you have linemen and you have right. receivers and there's just two different body types. But like everybody's doing the same thing. There's so many different body types. Oh yeah. That 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 race. And it's awesome. I mean you got Bryson Neal, like we famously say, like looks like he 
locked himself in a cave <laughs> and just lifted rocks yep. for like the past, you know, while he was injured. Right. And then, and then you got Devin that looks like he could run across the country and not even break a sweat. Then you got Stu Baylor. Then you got <laughs> Stu Baylor. Then you got Stu Baylor. <laughs> Who doesn't look like he can do that, but still does. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't, he doesn't even look like he knows what Jim means most of the time. Right. And he'll admit that to you. He'll, he, I think he wears it as a badge of honor. Yeah. Oh, he definitely does. But then you look at the Shoals MX training, and you see like the gym that they have built there for the guys, yeah. and you, you see all of the riding that he does, and you, you know for a fact that he's putting in the work. Oh, yeah. He's just, at this point, I think it's, part of his image and he doesn't want to like <laughs> so, mess that up so well, i mean look at look at offensive linemen in the nfl those guys are fast those guys are strong <laughs> but they just don't they just don't look like uh, uh they, they also eat about six thousand calories a day <laughs> right. well Stu just drinks a lot of beer <laughs> high hey, calorie beer i was always told you either had to pick whether you want to drink the calories or eat the calories <laughs> that's right so. <laughs> <laughs> well Another thing that you got to think about that puts it in perspective is durability. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I, I, I say that a lot. I think a lot of these supercross riders uh, are way too like malnourished. Um, I think that's like why like AC and Forkner and all those guys are always right. Like there's, they fall over. There's to, nothing to no, them. No, there's nothing to there's them. There's nothing to them. I bet you they don't weigh 150 pounds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, but it's Stu, ridiculous. Like, the dude, I mean, for as good of a rider and as fast of a rider he is, he hits the ground a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he bounces. For the for the majority of the time, he bounces right back up. Right. I mean, he did finish with a broken neck and stuff, too. So, uh, I mean, he's just tough to begin with. But. Right. Yeah, I mean, it helps being tough as nails. But I do think that there is a sense of durability. Being there. able to take a shot. Right. I mean, Brandon, you and I both know, like, in football, like, yeah. I wasn't able to take a shot. <laughs> But no, but like how important it is to yeah. like you're you have to be able to to continue after right. you take a shot. Right. And that's tough. It is. It's it's a hard it's a it's a fine line. Um being <clears throat> being in shape and uh um and being healthy. You know what I mean? Like some people get like uh way too skinny, way too small and look like they whatever. Um, and don't have enough energy to do anything, and you know what I mean. There's, there's, there's a hard line. There's a fine line, um, and that's why we're just gonna have to have Devin train us all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you also have to think you can overwork yourself and make your immune system not be as good either. So then you could be sick and on I top mean, of. Look at supercross riders. There's a lot of yep. people doing that. Yep. FC yeah. bar, man. FC so bar. you'd be sick on top of all that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Richardson went through it at one point. He yeah. had the same thing. Well, yeah. Mike Wachowski. So. Yeah, he's he was battling that stuff last year. Yeah, I think still might may, maybe is, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's switch over to bikes real quick. Uh, we're going to be talking to Jesse Ansley, XC2 rider. Uh, I'm excited to talk to him. We actually had him scheduled to talk one other time, and yeah. unfortunately, it didn't work out. He actually had a crash the day <laughs> that we were going to have right. him on. Um, so when I reached out to him today, I was like, "Hey, man, <laughs> can you come on the show?" And he was like. I'll answer that after I get done riding today. <laughs> and I was like, that's a good, that's good, good because we're yeah. not going to be your bad luck. <laughs> so, uh, it, and Jesse is, is also really big into vlogging. Uh, he has a huge, probably one of the biggest YouTube channels, uh, that covers 
kind of the inside of GNCC racing right. and, and racing a dirt bike. So I really enjoy watching his content. And then I also really enjoy, he just looks like a fun guy. And, and, and I think that this year, you know, he's healthy going into this season. So I'm excited to see what he can do this year. Uh, going to be riding for uh, a new team. So I'm excited to see what he's got in store for 2023. And he's going to be fun to talk to. Yep. Yeah, I don't think he's let the secrets out yet, but he definitely put the video up of him getting new bikes. Yeah. I was saying, was I not supposed to say that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he, he definitely got some new bikes. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's still on KTM, though. He is on KTM, and I don't think he let it all out because I think he's trying to make more content off of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Jesse? Hey. Yep. Hey, man, it's, uh, it's Cooper and Brandon and uh, Devin from the Split on Off-Road podcast. How are you doing, man? Good. How are you guys? Uh, right. We're doing good, man. Thanks for coming on tonight. We appreciate it. Uh, uh, sorry, had to kind of throw you into the uh, the live like right away without you know warming you up, but uh, we find that that, te- nah, that some, sometimes that's the best way to get the best content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's all natural at that point. That's exactly. Right. Exactly. So what's good, what's been going on, man? Um, uh, I see that you've been riding a lot lately, and uh, it uh, making content. Uh, how's everything been going your way? Yeah, it's going pretty good. Um, yeah, anytime we can ride is as good as racers, obviously, like lots of ups and downs, but when you're healthy and you're riding, everything's good. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we have about 12 hours on the new 23 KTM and uh, just, you know, we're still figuring some things out because everything's so different, but I don't know, just uh, trying my best every day just yeah. to get better. Absolutely. Staying healthy is the key because we, we actually just mentioned the fact that uh, the last time that we had you scheduled to come on the show, uh, you had an accident right before you were scheduled to come on. So we're glad that that didn't happen again. <laughs> so we would not be the bad luck for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. No, when I saw the message, I was like pulling into Chrome and I'm like, yeah, let me uh, let me think about it for a couple hours. Make sure everything's good. <laughs> I felt really bad actually. I was in the hospital. Like I probably should text some boys to make sure that uh, they're not going to bank on me for the night. But it's funny you say that because I had to cancel on another podcast like two months ago, and I got my tonsils removed. Um, oh, I, I like committed and everything like that. I, was, I thought I was going to be good four or five days after, and then four or five days after I was not good and I had to unfortunately cancel on somebody else. So I'm like, you know what? I need to do this podcast. We're healthy. We're good. So that's uh, good. That's, that's awesome. good. Well, I'm glad that, you know, yeah, the, the, uh, the tonsils aren't affect you anymore <laughs> and that you're healthy. Uh, um, really ready to charge into 2023. Uh, so what's new for you for 2023? Um, pretty much everything actually. So this will be this year, 2023 will be the first year since 2016. I've been, uh, like, I guess privateer. Um, so I won't be on any team actually, oh. which is kind of surprising to everybody. Um, you know, kind of surprising to me, but I think it works out better that way. Um, you know, just kind of putting my own program together and really using the companies that I want to use and uh-huh. just the companies that have supported me from the beginning, even when I was coming up through the ranks as an amateur, you know, all these, uh, all the family-owned companies that we got to know. And then, obviously, when I signed with uh, RPM in 2016, I kind of had to to go their direction. And then, same, I built good relationships over uh, my three years at RPM with their companies that supported them. And then it was like 2019, I had to switch again to different companies. <laughs> and then switch again in 2021. So it's been a oh, mess, geez. like just yeah. – 
switching different companies and I'm not the, I'm not that type of person. I like to, I'm a kind of a person of like nature, you know, like, uh, you know, like a habit kind of person. So it's like when I find a company that I like and good people that support me, I like to stick with them as long as I can. Right. And obviously like, uh, when the opportunity comes that you have to switch, you kind of have to at that point, but yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm grateful that I get another shot this year at, at racing. Um, you know, at least trying to race full time. It's, uh, it's been a couple, couple tough years to say the least, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, just injuries and, and, uh, just a couple other personal things that just kind of getting in the way, but I mean, let's get real. It's kind of my last year to prove that I'm one of the guys and I know I am one of those guys. I just got to kind of believe in myself a little bit better and I don't know, just, uh, kind of prove everybody on race days because during the week I'm one of the fastest and I get to the race and I kind of shit the bed. So just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, just try to go fast at the races. That's all I can do. Right. I, I definitely understand about like, uh, you kind of wanting to, you know, stay with the same stuff all the time. So you definitely have that uh, familiar feeling. Yeah. <clears throat> you don't have to like keep switching, trying to figure this setting, that setting and how the bike's going to work and how it's going to work this time or how it's going to react on this terrain or these bumps or whatever. So, um, I do understand that for sure. Yeah. It's, um, you know, obviously that who knows what the future holds for 2023, but, uh, as of now it's looking really good. You know, I have my grandfather, Tom gonna, uh, mechanic for me this year, which is uh really cool. We've been, cool. we've been a really cool team since the beginning. And then, um, obviously like the team had kind of different directions on providing mechanic and stuff. And like, don't get me wrong. I've loved my last two mechanics, Mike and Dylan, they're like brothers to me, but there's nothing like a grandfather and grandson relationship, especially yeah. like growing up with Tom and he kind of knows exactly what I'm looking for. Um, I don't really have to put much energy into to telling him, you know, what's going on. So it's, uh, you know, it's going to be a different year for sure. And I think it's going to be cool, you know, for the vlog to <laughs> show people that you can do it on your own. It oh, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't take, you know, you don't have to have the factory ride or you don't have to be next to the semi to right. do well. And I think, um, this year, I think we're, I mean, we're going to be parking with the fans. So it's like, <laughs> Hey, I'm one of, I'm one of you guys now. And, uh, I mean, I've always been one of, you know, I'm just, just another guy out there racing, but, right. uh, this year we're going to show like, yeah, all the kids coming up, like you don't need any other stuff. And That's all you cool. have to have is, uh, have the heart and the dedication to, uh, to get on top. Yeah, I definitely like it. You know, you got the, you, you're coming back with the fans, you're, uh, you got grandpa, you know, wrenching for you probably, which, you know, he probably did it for a long time, uh, growing up and, uh, that's awesome, man. You just kind of get that, that feeling, that family feeling back again, and maybe it takes a little bit of pressure off of you a little bit. So on race days and, uh, that's pretty cool. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I think I think that uh, you know it's kind of like bringing everything back to the, like the grassroots. Yeah, the grassroots it's it's yeah. it's just uh, you know cool. Like that's where it all started for really everybody. You know, family was the mechanics, and 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 I think it helps. It probably helps take a lot of like maybe outside noise and outside mm-hmm. pressure off, and just lets you focus on your the goal at hand, which is to to go out and and compete and to win races. 
Yeah, it definitely does. Um, you know, this year I'm still KTM supported, luckily. So um, I still have, you know, somewhat support through them. And uh, they basically said, like, listen, you're focusing on GNCC and that's it. So mm -hmm. it's like, obviously, the last couple of years, um, I did really good at the National Enduros. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was like my rookie season. I won like six Pro 2 races in a row, like super unexpected. I wasn't even getting paid to run them. I wasn't getting paid to win or anything, <laughs> um, which was very unfortunate. Luckily, uh, we got some stuff turned around to where uh, I think like the first time in my career, I felt like I had the upper hand on on the manufacturer and like the team. It's like, listen, we're when it we're in it to win the championship, and I've won six in a row. <laughs> so awesome. um, yeah, then you know, obviously, like I won that championship, which was really was really nice and. It kind of had some things turning for me. And then I got promoted to Pro 1, which, like, uh, all those guys that I was racing with are on salary, factory bikes, everything like that. And not saying, like, I couldn't run with them by any means because, uh, like, obviously when I kind of got my stuff figured out, I was kind of battling right there with everybody. So um, Pro 1 was – it was okay. Wasn't my greatest year. I've de I definitely had some terrible races, and I think just being like at the tail end of the pack wasn't very good for my confidence. But um, yeah. Anyways, they're like yeah, GNCC only, <laughs> and I'm gonna try to race some local races just to keep you know the race speed and the intensity. That's cool. And the race craft, but what is what is local races for you? Where where are you out of? So I'm out of Florida. Okay. Um, which is uh pretty rare these days yeah i was gonna say i was i was for some reason i was thinking carolinas but yeah that, that's nope. so yeah born and raised in florida i've uh been here pretty much my whole life obviously i i get the chance to go up north when i can and i definitely take every opportunity i can to go up north but uh yeah it's kind of weird you know florida it's like we don't really have many places to ride and the scene's a lot different down here. Like, uh, all my friends, they're not really into riding anymore. They just want to drink and party and stuff. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Like, I've tried to get them to come ride with me, like, for the last three weeks, and they always commit, and then no one ever shows up. So I end up riding by myself. And... <laughs> well, see, but, uh, you, you, what the problem is, you're probably riding on a Saturday, and they're busy on Friday nights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get a bunch of, uh, oh, we've had rough nights texts, you know, but... <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I've uh, found like a good group of people uh, that live pretty close to me, and they're always riding and stuff. So they're kind of on the older side, or older than me side, and uh, they just do it for fun. But it's nice to just ride with somebody during the week yeah. if I can. And uh, but yeah, I mean, for down here, um, I'm very fortunate enough to like come through the FTR ranks, and there's really, I mean, I don't want to be cocky, but like. There's really nothing for me in Florida anymore, and uh, it's really nice that Zacco has been riding some off-road, and yeah. he's been, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's been pushing us in, at the locals. But uh, yeah, I mean, a couple years ago, it was just show up, win, and go home. And uh, obviously, like the the nationals were was when I, you know, showed my best. It was like, man, I loved racing these faster guys, and um, but I think Florida will always be home. And yeah, I just, I'm really grateful. I got to grow up here and live here and yeah. just racing and growing up racing in Florida is awesome. Like the tracks got so rough. So it's like anytime right, it yeah. gets rough at GNCC, I just love it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, man. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, you, you kind of, 
like grew up and the like you know everybody always talks about how the gnarliest conditions is always like the the rounds with sand in florida florida this and in the heat and everything like that it's like well you're kind of that that's what you're used to that's so i mean i'm sure that that definitely helps you especially in the florida, florida rounds but in every round when you, when you have to dig deep in the tank yeah Growing up in Florida and like, especially being around when I was a kid, I was always rode with older people and it just kind of instilled in my brain that I was like, you're going to get your ass kicked every time you ride. So you better <laughs> ride your hardest. And, uh, that was just me growing up on 65s and 85s and stuff like that. So it's like when things get hard on the track, that's why, you know, last two laps, like, you know, excel so much. Not, I mean, I am in good shape. But it was also just I spent my whole life riding and racing, just suffering. So it's like when when I have to suffer the last two laps, I just grin. I love it. I love every <laughs> second of it. I just go – I don't know why, but I just go faster. Right. It's like if I feel tired, I just go faster. I don't know if I just don't care or what. But yeah, it's a, it's a good habit. It's like a good um, – good thing to have in my back pocket because I know if I'm battling with somebody, it's very rare that um, they can like outshake me the last couple laps, right. um, which is nice because I think some some riders know and whenever I'm on them on the last lap, they just like, shit, I got to deal with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so being from Florida, did you do any like motocross? Because I, I see some of your, uh, you look like you're pretty skilled on the motocross track, so... Yeah, I really never grew up riding moto. I honestly was so scared of jumping for like <laughs> ever. I think like I started getting comfortable jumping at like 16 or 17 years old. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I like rarely ever touched moto. I raced mini O's like one time uh-huh. and got hurt uh, on the supercross portion. But um, yeah, I don't know. My backyard's kind of like a moto GP track and or not a moto gp but it's like a moto slash gp track uh-huh. and um uh, i know i just kind of been riding with my buddy jack chambers he's uh yeah he's full-on moto supercross guy and just i've had really good opportunities there i would like um evan ferry and all them uh-huh. so it's like if i want to practice with anybody i go moto yeah and that's kind of i don't know i just Started riding moto and started learning how to scrub and whip. (laughs) I go out there with my big tank and my soft suspension, and I just try to hang with the boys. That's all I can do. Right, right. I mean, you make it look good. That's for sure. You make it look good. So Yeah, over the summer, I rode with uh, the Lawrence brothers, and I rode at 83 a couple times. Oh, nice. Yeah, no big deal. And every time I'd show up, they're like, do you have enough gas? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> not like I've heard that before. <laughs> so do you think riding with uh, Zach and some of the FTR stuff for like some of the Florida terrain, do you think you guys could uh, continue riding together into these GNCCs and put on a charge in the front with the two Florida guys? Or what, what do you think is going to happen there? Yeah, I hope that's the plan. Um, I've been riding. I rode with Zach um, last week at Croom. And, um, obviously I think he's coming to the FTR this weekend, but we, uh, we raced kind of like, uh, we raced last year and he smoked us on the first lap or two. Like he had over a minute on us. <laughs> like, dang. So we, me and Ryder Lafferty, we reeled him back in and then 
he was dead at the end. <laughs> and after like after that, we had a laugh, and I was like, "Yeah, you can sprint, but we dogged you at the end." <laughs> and he's like, "Cause he dropped like three minutes within like six or seven miles, the last six seven miles." Oh wow. The he's like, "Yeah, I." I thought I was good. I thought I had a good enough lead. <laughs> but no, he's uh he's been prepping really hard and uh obviously like a champion at that level. He's going to be good at no matter uh, no matter what he does. Right. Yeah. So and you talk, uh, you talk about suffering. Like that's somebody that really loves suffering too, so. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't know what it is. That's uh yeah, we were just like talking about some VO2 max and stuff the other day, and I'm like, "How are you this good?" Like, <laughs> I'm like, my numbers are pretty good, but I feel like you're a little bit sharper and stuff than me. And he's just like, "I got age on you, kid." <laughs> <laughs> you Florida guys, like, it's just like you just used to just being in that miserable heat state and, <laughs> and just something in the water. No hills. Yeah, no hills, just heat every day just heat and, and just uh, sand you have to you have to just trudge through <laughs> yeah well i mean even before me or you know like uh garrett edmondson he used to to race the GCCs and like before his whole episode like he was really good and uh i mean he was he had the red plate at one point or you know the you know the points lead at one uh-huh. point in his in his career so it's like there really hasn't been many people from florida to to make it big time but i don't see why there couldn't be you know right. like uh i'm gonna try my my hardest to to get to that level and you know i think to some it's like i've made it but to me i haven't made it enough so we're just gonna keep plugging away and you know this year is gonna be really good for us and we're just gonna keep building off of this year yeah yeah i think uh i think you've proven in the past that you have the speed to compete for the championships um you know, there's been some tough luck in between there, but I think you've done a good job of, you know, putting yourself back out there. I think the vlogs are really big for people to be able to see like the behind the scenes stuff with you. Um, but I'm excited to see what you can do this year. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It should be a good year. And to touch on the vlogs a little bit, it's kind of funny how that all started. It's like when I was young, I was like, Oh, I want to vlog and stuff. And like, (laughs) no one was really vlogging dirt bikes. So I was like doing it a little bit. And I mean, it was like a couple hundred views. And then, uh, I met my, I was actually a fan of Ian Howes as a little kid. And then anyways, like, you know, full circle, we meet and I'm like, wait, I know you from somewhere. (laughs) And he's like, probably the videos. And I'm like a hundred percent. So we ended up just being like best friends after that. (laughs) And, uh, then he's like, dude, you really should do this. And I was like, nah, I want to, but I don't want it to be lame. And he's like, no, trust me, just do it. And just, he's like, don't be inconsistent. Just keep uploading over and over and over. So that's what I did. And then now it's like, if I go to any track, whether it's practicing or whatever, people always come up like, love the videos or can we take a photo? And it's like, it's pretty awesome. Even when I have like a shit race and people are still like, Hey, can we have this? Or can we, can you, we get a signature? It's like, dang, this is pretty cool. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, I feel like, uh, I mean, like I haven't even been on the XE two podium ever, but I'll get people like on the woods and be like, are you going to win today? My like, man, if I could get a top five, I'd just be happy, you know, but like they don't know, like they just see the videos and they think it's so cool. And then 
that's just what they that's the first thing they think of when they right. see me it's like they, it's almost like uh, i mean i was like that as a little kid it's like i don't know what to say so people just want to interact which is really cool and i try to take the time for everybody right. you know and so yeah, we're all just out there doing the thing we love. Yeah, right. bikes. Yeah, no, and it is really cool. I mean, and I think you touched on something that a lot of people, like where most people fail, it's the consistency thing. Yeah. And it's the same thing for us because, you know, when we got into this podcast game, and we've only been doing it for, what, Brandon, is this, we're three, going we're three. going on our th- third year? Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's like, you know, the biggest struggle with that is is people staying consistent so right. we when we set out to do it, we we're like that's what we're gonna have to do like we're right. just gonna we might not be good at it but at least we're consistent <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i mean that's the name of the game is consistency consistency and people like just hearing your name and uh there was some guy at Kerm the other day is like oh is that a 23 i was like yeah and then we started talking and he's like oh shoot you're the guy on youtube and i was like <laughs> yeah that's me and <laughs> Uh, he's like, that's crazy because I didn't know who you were, but I typed in KTM, new KTM or whatever, and then my video popped up. <laughs> it's like, I would have never guessed that would have happened because my 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 videos don't get like crazy views, but the whole YouTube YouTube algorithm, if you're posting a lot, they just push your videos like crazy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can see that because like our YouTube and like Facebook Live stuff, like we get like we usually have like. 20 or 30 people watching live but it really like then we get a lot of people like later on and then where we've really done good is like your spotify's and your stuff like that like those numbers are kind of crazy but um um no I, i think the like what you're doing with the vlogs and what you're doing behind the scenes and being able to give people content because let's be honest like everybody wants to go and watch youtube stuff and and the more like you're never going to put too much out there right and uh i mean it really it it really helps you like i'm sure like for sponsors it's it's probably one of your biggest um attributes yeah it's huge for sponsorships i think like when we were putting together my program this year it was like one of the things I jotted down was, listen, we have to bring up the YouTube. We have to, we have to, like, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head because I haven't looked at them in like a month or so. But the impressions are massive, the monthly views are massive, and like, I mean, each video gets anywhere between two thousand, eight thousand views. Yeah. But that added up, you know, two times a week or whatever is a pretty good amount of numbers. Right. But I was like, we have to do this, and then, like, even some of the most create like random people like. For sponsorship would come back and like hey yeah we love you the youtube we want to you know make something happen and it's like dang uh like you know not to name drop but talon volan at Cherby's, he's like yeah we love the youtube and everything i'm like dang who would have who would ever <laughs> thought talon volan would have been watching my stuff right and wants to support me right. because of it and the thing is, is like, i mean they don't even have to look you up like if they're just watching stuff on on um on YouTube and then just your video happens to be the next one. And then they like what they see, like, boom, you've got gained another listener or follower right there. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I think. And, uh, Noah Clark used to do a really good job at covering yeah. the GCCs. And, uh, yeah, I think like it kind of sucks that I'm the only one doing it. Cause I, I want to see people do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's really good for the sport. It's good for GCC. And, um, you know, I think Stu and Mason are trying to do something this year. Um, it's not like 
I don't know any inside information. I'm just kind of guessing that's what they're going to try to do. <laughs> it's more like inside, you know, whatever the team is. Right. But, uh, yeah, the more coverage we can get, the better for not only me personally, but like GCC and just the other riders and stuff. Like even the people that ride with me, like uh, Matthew Hollenbeck or whatever, he says, oh, I post a video at his house a couple of times and it's like, people recognize him and like that's kind of cool that it's not like i have like a miniature empire to where like the people i show on my vlog or videos or whatever like my fans care enough to like know like get to know the other people as well right so it's kind of cool for all of us and yeah like when, when we did it it was like there's really no bad aspect to this Besides the time that it takes to put the videos together and stuff. Right. No. Right. It's, it's exactly right. Like, you know, when we first started this show, like, the reason why we started it was because I'm a huge podcast listener. And I told Brandon, I was like, I'm sick of never hearing anything about the GNCC. So, like, we decided, like, well, we'll just listen to ourselves talk if we want to. <laughs> so, but there's, I mean... And I really would love to see more GNCC podcasts. I mean, there's right. several out there, uh, but, um, you know, I would love to see more pop up. More The more content, whether it be YouTube, um, podcast, just even like reels, right. like whatever it is, the more content, the better, I, I think. Right. Yeah, 100%. That's like I try my best to, uh, you know, obviously, like if someone catches me in a bad mood to get on a podcast or something, I'm going to say no, just because <laughs> like I don't want to. I don't, I want to kind of, um, express how I feel. And like, obviously sometimes you don't want, you don't need to express how you feel, <laughs> but, uh, I try my best to say yes to everybody, whether people want me to like to a, do a quick cameo video or whatever at the races or someone wants a picture or someone wants, you know, if Shan wants to talk to me about writing an article or whatever, it's like, yes, I'll do it. Even if it's inconvenient, like I know, that's what they're doing. They're creating content and it's good for me. It's good for them. It's good for the whole sport. So sometimes yeah. I drive myself crazy and I try not to spread myself too thin because right. it's like if I'm everywhere on every platform, people are going to get tired of it. Right. But if I can help out any way of like jumping on someone's podcast or doing whatever, like I'm so game. Yeah. Like that's the, that's the biggest thing is like, I just want to see everybody succeed. And, uh, yeah, it's like everybody, at one point needs help and it's like i'm gonna need help with somebody on my youtube one day and it you know the, the world comes full circle so yeah i'm i'm always down for content yeah absolutely <laughs> and you know you kind of like mirror a lot of what we had talked about when Stu baylor was on he's been on several times with us before and he's always kind of said the same thing like he and he's mentioned you he said there's really not a lot of guys that are out there pushing the social media game like himself like myself and and, uh, and and then he mentioned you as well. And 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 that's, you know, the, the on the track stuff is great and, and winning races is, is great. And obviously that's the main goal at hand. But when it comes to like selling product, which whenever, you know, we've learned this, whenever you are sponsoring somebody, that's you're, you're kind of an employee right. for them. So whenever when you become a face of what they're trying to sell, um, you know, people really relate to like, like your videos, I'm sure push a ton of product because your videos are entertaining and people like you, people like you, people right. like in, in, and they want to run what you're running. So it, it comes full circle. Yeah. I really hope 
Um, especially this year, putting my own program together. I can't really release any details yet because it's still kind of everything is set in stone. But I, I want to wait till my platforms to release all that stuff. And uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I just hope like uh, I hope people see the companies that are supporting me kind of at my lowest of lows in my career, per se, and they can go so sh- show support to all the companies that are showing me support this year, kind of helping me make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I have a really good fan base, and they're all really loyal. And um, I mean, I'm not Stu Baylor. I think he's probably one of the best marketing guys <laughs> at GNCC. I think to date, honestly, like that guy can sell snow to an Eskimo. Uh, <laughs> but I, yeah, I just hope that you know when when I release all this stuff that's happening, I think it's gonna shock some people, and then. Awesome. Uh, people get behind all these brands that are helping me out. So awesome. We uh, we go to watch A one this weekend. I don't know. Um, it's actually funny because this is past my bedtime. What? So I, doubt, <laughs> I doubt that I'll be up at ten o'clock to watch the heat races. <laughs> but no, like I'm I'm taking it serious this year. And uh, this my biggest hurdle the last couple of years was. Uh, was sleeping like my mind runs constantly thinking mm-hmm. about different things and i mean i would catch myself up at 2 or 3 a.m and just like doing nothing but thinking so now i kind of shut off at like nine ten o'clock and i go to bed and i get up at five thirty-six and i just start my day and just in the last three four weeks that's helped me so much really productive okay or not and but i'm definitely watching a1 sunday <laughs> afternoon or night or whenever so what's your prediction who's gonna win i don't I don't know. I've been, I mean, obviously like social media, you see everybody riding, but, uh, I don't know. It's like Justin Barsh is so good at the first race. Right. Chase Sexton's been riding at Jack's house. So, um, obviously like I want to see him do really good, but I have no idea. There's so many good guys (laughs) and like, I don't know. It's the same thing at GCC. It's like, who's going to win South Carolina X U one. Like who knows? There's like five guys that can easily win it. Oh, easily. Yeah. Oh yeah. Easily. That's what makes it good for us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's good. And I think, um, you know, like Caleb was so good all them years. And like, as a racer, you have to respect him so much for the effort that he put in. But as a fan, he made racing so boring because you knew as soon as he lined yeah. up, he was going to win. Right. And so, like, yeah, like, all the power to Caleb, I think I have a lot of respect for Caleb. But, like, for racing, it's so much better when there's five guys that can win. Yeah. And though that is what's going to get people in the gates because they're going to want to cheer for Ben, Stu, and Craig, and Thad, and Johnny. Like, there's so many guys that yeah. people can people can choose who they're going to be fans of. Yeah. We're like when Caleb was winning, people were like, I don't really care because Caleb's going to win. Yeah. No, you're right, man. I, I, parody like is huge for the sport. And that's why, yeah. you know, going into whether it be a one or, or big buck, it's, it's, it's the one it's people want to see competition. Right. And, and, you know, I think, that as bad as last year was when it came to injuries for literally everybody, it seemed like, um, I think it's setting us up this year for, like you said, there's going to be a lot of guys coming into round one that you're like, man, is, is, is Ashburn going to defend is, you know, um, who's going to come out swinging in round one there's so many guys I, I, i'm i'm with you on that and and uh um i mean just like even over like 
like last year, I felt that was the best year for for fans to watch the ATV race between between Bryson and Walker. Because right. the same thing, like you talk about with Caleb, you could kind of to say the same thing about Walker. Walker probably, yeah. And when Bryson came up, it was just like, man, like these two are just going at it and it's making for some great racing and it's extremely entertaining. And they wow. both would tell you the same thing too. So like, you know, I think it's it's great for the sport. Yeah, there was even people like they were saying that they were literally just showing up and running the morning race because they wanted to see what the afternoon race was going to be like for the ATVs. <laughs> And it's like, okay, well, that I mean, that's still good for the sport because they're still showing up, they're still racing. And then you go to Sunday, and it was the same thing over again. So I think it's great that it's like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's been, uh, obviously, I race Sunday when all that battle is going on with uh, the XC1 guys. But for Saturday, I always try to get my cycling done between the races. And I'm like, okay, where do I want to watch the quad race? Because, I mean... It's funny, people knock on the quads and stuff, and yeah, you have some of your hillbillies that go out there and get <laughs> drunk and stuff, but like honestly, th- at this level, it takes a lot to impress us, but seeing you know, the top 10 guys go through the woods on a quad is like literally insane, it is. and it's funny, like everyone wants to you know, make fun of whatever the quads, but like I've set up for so many of them, like... Be, until you are two feet from the track and you see how those guys ride, yeah, it's like a it's undescribable feeling. And um, I mean, I know like Cole Richardson and all them, Adam McGill, they're pretty well. And we always joke around about bikes and quads, but at the end of the day, like they're just as gnarly, if not gnarlier than us, you know, in some situations. That I think it's good that. Uh, Bryson Neal got this championship. It's making, you know, Walker a little bit hungrier because he doesn't want to go out number two, obviously. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's, he's coming to the end of his career, and Bryson's kind of just getting started. So, yeah. Plus, I think people want to. That's going to be cool on the quad side this year. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think people want to see if Bryson's going to back it up because if not, then he'd be the first guy in however many years yeah. that, that doesn't crazy. have at least a second championship in a row. How crazy is that over there on the ATV side that there has only ever been four champions ever? Like, right? Is that like, the stat? No, the there, there's been more than four ever. But there's just, been four champions well, the since, la- okay, I'm sorry. since the 90s. There's been four champions. Okay, yeah. so okay, for, for the past... No, well, hang on. Yeah, Barry, 30 years? Barry had seven. Okay. Bounce had nine. Okay. Borch had six. Fowler had seven. <laughs> yeah. And wow. then we, we, they raced ATVs before then well, also. Okay. okay. Like you had, you had, <laughs> I'm just saying, like you had Bob Sloan and Lojack right. and yeah. right. okay, people so, like that. So, so there was people before them that won, but yeah. For, for the, the majority of the champ, like the, the majority, it's been like, you know, like your walker fowlers and your caleb russells that just go on these crazy winning streaks right so but it's cool like parody in the sport i think is amazing for the sport in general and i you know we we're not doing preview shows yet but i think that it's going to be tough to pick a winner in either in really any of the pro classes and we'll consider you know we even talk about like xc2 um on the ATV and on the bike side, it's going to be tough to pick winners. You guys are all like really pushing each other. Yeah, I. Uh, it's crazy. This like the. It's crazy the level that's gotten to, and it's. I mean, it's really good for a racer aspect because like, 
on a teaching it's at least it teach me a lot about life and just making every single day count um but yeah when it comes to the pre you know the season previews i hope i mean obviously i'm way under the radar because my last you know three seasons have been terrible but um i kind of hope i stay underneath the radar because <laughs> i think we have a good uh i think we have you know a statement to make this year and if i come in under the radar and i you know exceed everyone's expectation of that i think that looks better on me and oh, yeah. i feel like i i feel like i'm better kind of the underdog you know i used to have all the lights and cameras on me where it was like i just lined up an xc3 and no one else looked at you know nobody else looked at anybody else besides me and like that was a cool feeling well then i go to xc2 and it was kind of like that in a way and then i was like kind of back of the pack and everyone's like what the heck <laughs> so now it's kind of like I'm flying under the radar besides, you know, my fans, my, you know, my core fans. And, um, I mean, regardless how I do, they, they, they're just fans of me anyways, which is really awesome. It's super fortunate for that. But yeah, if I can just be underneath the radar and just come in swinging, I think that'll be nothing will make me happier if I just come out and do really good, and <laughs> kind of shock some people. Right. I, I mean, I, I really think, you're in a good position to do it. You're on the bike that you want to be on. You've already talked about having the companies that you want to support you are the ones that's supporting you. So the comfort levels there, the outside pressure should be, you know, off and you should be able to, to, to really just perform the way you want to. Uh, I mean, and Hey, anybody that's not staying up to watch a one, um, and it's going to bed early. Like I, I'm, uh, I'm taking them serious as a serious championship contender. <laughs> very, yeah. very dedicated, yeah. and definitely doesn't have kids running around their house. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, even if I wanted to go to bed that early, my kids would make sure that I'm up way later than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesse Devin over here, he has three boys. One is only a week old, just started the troll training program and is now also, um, our producer for this show. So he's got his, he can't go to bed yet. Cause he got to drive back to Morgantown after this race, <laughs> after this show. And we got championships oh, yeah, to try to like win. He's living off Red Bull, <laughs> yeah, Red Bull street. <laughs> no, can't do that. That's bad for training. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I, uh, I just started with, uh, with a new coach who I want to uh, remain anonymous, but, uh, yeah, the, it's funny, you know, I just kind of all these years I've been doing everything pretty right, but the level that we're doing it now is like crazy to me. And, uh, it's a good feeling. Like when I go ride, I pack my meals and I pack my drink for before and after and during. And like, I'm, I pack like two massive bags to go riding, <laughs> you know, the my the guy that's helped me out with my practice stuff he's like you got enough bags i'm like nope i actually gotta grab one more because i got more stuff to bring with us today but it's just like that's what's gonna take that's what's gonna take to get to the next level and um yeah you for me it's like either i'm gonna be all in or i'm gonna be all out so um i don't know if dedicated is the word maybe crazy or insane <laughs> but uh yeah, it's like I'd rather just do it right and just try to give my best effort because all the companies, you know, like not like I'm ungrateful or anything, you know, about the past, but it's like I see that all these companies are putting 100% effort and support into me. And it's like the way I can show that back is to give 100% effort 
on the track and in, in my daily life. And so it kind of goes hand in hand whenever it's easier to give a hundred percent, um, whenever you are getting a hundred percent support through whoever right. is supporting you. So right. whether it's your family team, whatever, it's, it's just a lot easier to get up in the, you know, before the sun and get your stuff done because you know, it's like, listen, if they're going to give a hundred percent, I need to be giving a hundred percent. Right. right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great mindset to have. Uh, we actually have a couple of uh, listener questions. Uh, a Mr. Rodney Tomlin, I think you might <laughs> maybe know him. Uh, oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, what's the biggest surprise working through the process from amateur to the pro class? The biggest surprise is what they said. Yes. Um, the biggest surprise is the level of everybody. I feel like um as a little kid i felt like i was on a different level than anybody else like i would win almost every single race as an amateur <laughs> just because i was putting in the work like i was training eating right just everything well then you get to pros and everybody's doing the same thing so it's like wait i don't have this advantage anymore and i'm getting my ass kicked so then you have to go back to the drawing board and then you're like okay i do this well then either a or b or c doesn't work out well then you have to just restart from scratch and i think that's i mean biggest surprise is that honestly it's like uh as an amateur it's almost easy to to be really good because you just do the things that people aren't doing mm -hmm. but then as pros it's like wait you're telling me 20 guys do the same exact thing i'm doing and i have to beat them it's like Yep. Good luck. <laughs> See you in three hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like one thing that I think kind of goes along with that, I personally felt like when I went and raced some GNCCs, Brandon, like it was a lot of like, so I, I know that like at, at local races, like you could pass somebody and then leave them and you could kind of relax. Well, what I noticed at the GNCC races <laughs> where people were, everybody's, you know, on their A game, it was like, you know, there was no leaving anybody. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like you pass yeah. somebody and then you still have to work. And I'm sure you kind of have to deal with the same thing to much, uh, much more extreme, uh, Jesse, <laughs> yeah. when it comes to like, like you pass somebody, but the work has just begun because you can't just walk away from them. Like you do, like you used to be able to. Yeah. Whenever it's, yeah, it's funny. Like now, you go to pass somebody and you're working hard to dog them to try to make a mistake. They finally make a mistake and you sprint and you're like, I have to drop him. So you sprint as hard as you can. And then you're just about ready to like to relax. And then you hear him behind you still and you're like, are you kidding me? Like I just sprinted for like five miles to get rid of this guy. Right. And so then he's, then he's passing you back. So it's like, yeah, we're all we all have like the same race strategy and like we all know it's like okay, if we get past, he's going to sprint because he wants to drop us. Yeah. So when you when you get past, you just you just try your damnedest even if <laughs> like you are suffering just as hard as the guy behind you or in front of you. It's just whoever can be mentally tough to like to basically ultimately win in that situation to either move forward or if you can't win, then you move backwards. Yeah. Right. And that's one thing that we always, we talk so much about the physicality of, of racing and how in shape you have to be, how like gnarly you have to be, how much you have to suffer. But like that mental game, like there's like a chess match going on in those three hour races. 
Yeah, it really is. And I think that's where, like, during the week, you know, when we're cycling, and I think it's really important to have, like, a really knowledgeable coach that can really look at your numbers and see where you need to improve and, like, the stuff you're eating during the week. Just because, like, when you're racing and you're getting your heart rate so high, I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. You cannot sustain, like, that kind of stuff for so long. So it's like when you put in a serious effort, like when we're doing intervals during the week, you know, you get a minute or two recovery and you're back, you're ramping it back up. So you're kind of replicating that on the bike for when you're, you, when you need to sprint, you can sprint and you can try to catch your breath, you know, instantly and get recovered pretty much instantly and then ramp it back up if you need to. Yeah. So it's like, it's a, it's a huge, like, you know, that's another thing between amateurs and pros amateurs you're just out there just winging it and you're just going as fast as you can yeah we're like right. pros you have to know like okay this is my threshold and if i go past this like iron man i went way past my threshold and i had nothing for the last stop i was like out there riding around and i'm like i'm trying my hardest but i'm going slow because i just the the lap before that i just got too anxious and i went all out for too long so it's like you have to balance that as well so it's a, I mean, it's a huge, like, it's tough to explain it to somebody that, right? like, even, I mean, trying to explain to someone that doesn't race is, like, impossible. Oh, yeah, like, like deer in the headlights, yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, they just look at you like, what are you talking about? Like, why are you going but, so slow? I mean, we're all so passionate. <laughs> you're ju- you're like, just sitting there. You're just sitting there and twisting the throttle. What's so hard about that, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get it, and, and man – like really excited about really excited about this season for you. I, I really think that like this is a good move for you to be able to 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 kind of bring it back to the roots of it and 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 have fun this year. Uh, we have we have another question. I'll, I'll make it quick though. Um, um, yeah, all good. Um, Doug Carrick wants to know a little bit about your <clears throat> about the vlogs this year. Are you? Um, I'll try to make it more detailed, but are you, are you planning on doing, how many vlogs do you, you do two a week, right? Is that, is that going to be the, the number to try to do throughout the whole season? I try to. So it's like, um, obviously the race vlogs whenever I can or not whenever I can, but like, uh, whenever I can race, there's going to be a vlog about it. Mm-hmm. So like we show up to a local race as a vlog. If we do GNCC, there's a vlog, any type of race that I'm in, there's going to be a vlog about it um riding on the weekends like we just did a, a new year's eve vlog it was just one day uh not really much like interaction but it was just like i just want i just needed to post content and um i mean two a week is pretty good it's just tough like um my girlfriend taylor's you know really stepping up and like videoing me a lot and so that helps a lot like me ha- n- me not having to stop and say hey can you do this or can you video this and whatnot so that helps a lot, but I'm still the one, you know, I'm kind of like the main filmer slash, <laughs> you know, actor right. slash producer <laughs> slash editor. So it's like, I kind of do it all. And, um, you know, I always say like one day I'm going to have a budget to where I can, I can pay someone to kind of do that for me. Yeah. Um, obviously I still want to have a hand in it cause I think that's what makes it. That's what makes the vlogs. What it is, is me being hands on. But, um, yeah, it's like, you know, when I'm when I'm in the grind of the week, I know so many people want to see it. Like today when I was suffering, it's like that's the last thing on my mind is to pick up the camera and video and stuff. And like that's the last thing I need to be worrying about. But I know people would love to see that. So yeah. Yeah. 
maybe one day we can get a budget together where we can get someone to follow us around and do all that stuff. But for now, it's just kind of shooting from the hip and just posting what we think is bad videos. Listen, I know <laughs> it's so like like taking a video is so much harder to do it's so much harder to do than what it is just thinking about it. Cause it's like, we've went to races and like, Hey, we want to like make a couple of little videos and post it up on our, yeah. on our social media. And, um, we'll get to the races and get hanging out and like talking and, and then, and then we'll leave the track and be like, Hey, what'd you get? Nothing. I got nothing either. <laughs> like didn't even take my camera out. So like, it, it's tough to like, it's tough to do. So I, I admire your persistence with it. I think that's a lot harder to do than a podcast, but, um, um, you know, it's, it's, awesome and you know you know i i'm really excited to see the consistency and you just to keep keep trucking along with it <laughs> yeah the uh the videos are cool and um i mean it kind of comes natural to me at this point where it's like <laughs> now i'm gotten so comfortable where i can literally just vlog in front of whoever i want to or whatever like i just pull out the camera and start talking it doesn't matter who's around like i don't get embarrassed i used to get embarrassed but now i'm just like <laughs> whatever like i don't care yeah. and it's like I, I always pull out my phone like, hey, can you video me doing this? Or <laughs> like, uh, I was running late for practice one time at our local series. And like, obviously, I'm like vlogging while I'm getting ready, but I'm like about to be late, not even going to make practice. But I'm like, I have to get this little vlog because it's so entertaining. Like, it's there's so much action right in this, you know, minute clip. Yeah. And I like, Taylor, come here, stand outside the trailer while I run out like I'm late which I really was really late, but I'm like, we have to get it for like <laughs> vlog, it's, you know? So it's like, I try to, obviously my main goal is to race and my main goal is to do the best I can, but it's also to like, okay, now I have another responsibility, yeah. which, is, which is to provide content and entertainment for people. So <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what they kind of go hand in hand, right? Like you're using the vlog to try to keep funding the racing. So you kind of have to keep a balance in between there because if that's what's going to keep you on the track, then that's kind of your baby that you have to take care of. Yeah, that's just like an added bonus to the videos is like the YouTube AdSense and then the merchandise and stuff. I mean, we're not like killing it by any means. Like right now I'm kind of saving up more money, uh, like personal money to fund another run of t-shirts and stuff. So it's not like we're selling out and making like tons of money, but anything helps. And like, YouTube AdSense is like, okay, I get hundred or two or $300 this month. What else, what, what am I going to invest? I'm going to go buy a GoPro or I'm going to go buy this just to like, keep putting it back into the yep. content, you know? Yeah. I For think sure. maybe, but, uh, maybe I should rephrase that. It's, uh, the, I think the YouTube is helping fund the racing as far as like you were talking earlier, how you put that in your resume when you're sending stuff out to sponsors and things like that. And you're getting more sponsors out of that, um, is, is more what I was meaning than like, I'm sure you make a, a few dollars off of YouTube, but the majority of your money that's coming out of your videos that you're doing is going to be mostly the the sponsors that are backing you because they think it's cool. So, yeah, just like we said earlier, like when me and Ian were talking, and I'm like, "Well, I want to do it," but he's like, "Dude, there is no, it's a win-win." He and I'm like, "Well, maybe." He's like, "No, dude, trust me. Like, if it wasn't for Ian, I probably wouldn't be doing this." <laughs> and. uh I tell them all the time, like when I'm up late at, or when I used to be up late at night videoing, I always would message them like, look what you got me into. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you started this, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, it's cool. Like 
he's he's always there when I have questions and stuff. And like, I honestly, when it comes to video, I think he's one of the best to do it, like in our world. And uh, for for me to have access to pick his brain whenever I need to, it's like, hey, what do you think about this vlog idea or whatever? He's like, if he says no, which I think he's, he's only said no once or twice, <laughs> it's like, okay, I, okay, then I'm not going to do it. But if he says yes, I'm like, heck yeah, it's going to pop off. <laughs> what track is the best track for a vlog and why is it Snowshoe? <laughs> Well, see, Snowshoe was extra banging this year because I didn't race. So, oh, and like I told Ian, listen, I'm getting into the carnage. So we went down to Howard's Hole to vlog, <laughs> which a lot of that stuff could not be on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I put a little bit of it on YouTube, but still I had like, uh, it was age restricted, but I still had a kid you know, a couple months ago like, hey, I saw that you had a Snowshoe video, but I couldn't click on it. I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but, you know, I'm probably in trouble with some parents, but I mean, I blurred everything that I could and stuff, but no, snowshoe, like as a racer, it's not that great, but for a fan and like a spectator, that's why I was like, I'm going anyways, yeah. I'm going to vlog and it's going to, I'm going to try to get into like the craziest stuff I can. Hey, I also liked the golf. Uh, I liked the, I was actually in that tournament finished fourth, um, but the golf. Okay. So we need you on our team next year. No, no, no. It wasn't no, because we, of me. It, it wasn't because of me. <laughs> we brought, my, my brother-in-law was the ringer, but. Uh, okay. So he needs to be on our team. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, that vlog was, was fun too. Uh, because I was like, man, I got to watch that because I was there and, you know, it was a good time. Yeah, it didn't really pop off like I thought it would, but it's still like, I mean, we were doing it, so why not video it? And we had some good laughs. Like, I think the year before we saw someone miss the ball 10 times in a row and I had it on video. <laughs> so it's like, we're just racers. We're not golfers. So why why not just show, like, we're just a bunch of idiots out there trying to swing clubs? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. And, uh, yeah, it was, it's funny that snowshoe is. Uh, my birthday was like the Monday after and I knew like, okay, snowshoe, I have to bust this out and I have to get it out now because like if you wait like two, three, four, five days, people are not going to even click on it. Oh, right. so, yeah. Like I literally like got up early on my birthday. This was when I wasn't even like waking up like reasonable and I like got up threw everything on the computer and just the whole entire day just grinded out my like all three vlogs, the golf, the snowshoe, and the Howard's Hole videos. And I just published them all. And like literally from sun up to sundown, just grinded out videos because I'm like, I have to get these out tonight. <laughs> so it's funny we bring up snowshoe because I'm like, okay, I have to do it. Yeah. It's snowshoe. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I watched all of them. I watched the Howard's Hole one and because I, I, was, I was wanting to know because we handed out a bunch of split line like towels to go down into Howard's Hole, like in the uh, in the line at the um, at the, the, the chairlift. Chair yeah. we, we handed out like, what was it, like 250 200. towels yeah. to, to, to go down there. So I watched, wow. like I found out like how many people were actually carrying them around by watching some of your videos. And I was like, <laughs> yes, people were carrying them around. So... <laughs> Well, I guess I'll have to send you the uncensored version <laughs> next year. Uh, you guys can do the towels, and I'll provide the pasties. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's hilarious. Love okay. It. So, uh, hey, last question before we let you off. This is a question we have to ask everybody. Yeah, um, yeah of course. Uh, favorite fast food and favorite candy? Uh, my wife told me to ask this question to everybody because it, 
she says it tells a lot about a person. So it's a rule when you're, somebody comes on the show for the first time, they have to answer this question. He can't even answer it now because okay. he's not eating um, fast food. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I could really go for like a number one at Chick-fil-A right now. Oh, yeah. are, are we going, um, what is it, the uh, regular or the, the deluxe? Uh, the deluxe? Well, see, like if I'm feeling extra like frisky, I'll get like a number one with cheese and bacon. Oh, and that oh, is nice. so good. Like it'll change your life. <laughs> that it, and then I, I honestly you didn't know you could do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, you just yeah, you know, you got to get that Kobe Jack cheese, and then you got to oh, get uh, get the bacon on there. But uh, I mean, I guess Chick Fil A is fast food, even though it's like I don't know, it's fried chicken. I mean, I guess it's pretty bad. It's for fast you, food. So. Anything with the drive-through. It's definitely fast but, food. Uh, it's the only place you I can get know. your food. <laughs> Candy. What have I been craving lately? Peanut M&M's is probably my oh, go-to. Okay. Yep, yep. I can destroy a, a family-sized bag of peanut M&M's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's just a recommendation. <laughs> that's just a recommendation. The, the, fam- the family size is just for, like, legal purposes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely. But yeah, that's that's it. Chick Fil A and peanut M and M. Solid choices. I, yeah. I I I stamp that approval for sure. <laughs> you know, I haven't had either of those in a uh, few weeks. You guys are tempting me. Oh, well, we don't want we don't want to be keeping them up late. We're, and yeah, we're yeah we are. We we're, we're keeping them up late. We're making them eat bad food. Yeah, this is not good. Do not watch uh, A One Saturday night <laughs> because of us. <laughs> no, no, it's uh. No, it's good to be on, and like you know, when you said nine o'clock, I was like, yeah, it's worth it. You know, it's like, uh, yeah. Now I know. now I feel bad. I was like, like Brandon just mentioned. I was like, I looked down. It's ten o'clock. So yeah, we're gonna let you go, man. We're. <laughs> no, no, yeah, you're good. You're good. No, I would I would say something like I've been, I've I've had to pass up plenty of meals with my friends and stuff like that lately, and <sighs> like going to bed early. So no, I, like. Uh, yeah, this is this is good to get on here and um, show you guys support, and you know you guys are showing me support, having me on. So yeah, no, it's all good, and um, yeah, it's uh next year is like a need kind of a year, not a want kind of year. Yeah, so it's like right. you can want all you want, but I need to do good. So it's like those peanut M and M's can wait, <laughs> and the Chick Fil A can wait. Those and, are uh, those are special yeah, treats. We'll just, after the race, <laughs> those are those are after those are uh, after win treats. That's right, right? Yeah, there we go. So we have a we have a po- uh, um like a tier on the podium. So like, okay, maybe pizza after the race. But we get that dub. You know, on the way home, we're stopping at Chick Fil A and getting some peanut M and M's. Extra, yeah, extra man. bacon, extra bacon, <laughs> extra bacon. I'm gonna say, yeah, double it up. That's right. We don't care the price. We just won. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jesse, man. Well, uh, uh, thanks again for coming on tonight. We look forward to having you on again, and uh, look forward to meeting you in person at the track sometime this year. Yeah, for sure. Don't be stranger. Just, uh, yeah, I'll be. Hanging out. Who knows where I'll be? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll catch you in the woods and watch some ATV racing with you. Yeah, there we go. We can get on the vlog as well. There All we right. go. <laughs> All right, man. We'll talk to you later. All right. You guys have a good night. You, oh, you too. La- later. See ya. Yeah. That was, that was fun. Good. That was fun. That was fun. That was good. Yeah. yeah.
He's a fun character. He is. Like uh, uh, I really, I really do enjoy the vlogs. Yeah, I think it's a fun time. Um, the the snowshoe vlog was. I asked why that one was the most. <laughs> I already knew. <laughs> but that that one was. It, you know, um, it, it was fun watching. Right. Um, uh, and I really did enjoy the golf one because. <laughs> I was there. You just hoping to see yourself. That's finished. all. I was. I was actually looking for myself. I would laugh really hard to like do it. Had you like driving the golf cart, drinking a beer or something. <laughs> well, I, I, once I started watching him, I realized like he started, he started on a clear opposite side uh, of, the, of the golf course than I did. Yeah. So you know, it didn't it didn't work out. But maybe next year. Maybe next year. You know, he already you know he doesn't want me on his team. <laughs> like I was good for maybe like just you know. A handful of shots because like you know everybody else is like making good shots i'm just swinging i'm swinging, swinging. for the hills looking like happy gilmore out there. <laughs> dude just breaking the club face open and and i did have one i had one par three where i almost won a side by side i was that far away from winning the side by side did you yeah. at least take a hockey stick yeah i did <laughs> i did no i'm not even good at hockey either i can't skate <laughs> I don't think I can. I don't, I don't do it very often. <laughs> so, uh, man, it's been a good show, guys. Man, two two guests on tonight. Two uh, guests on tonight. It's feeling like we're we're ramping it back we're, up. We're, we're ramping it back up. Yeah. You know, we we took we took November off. Um, uh, we did a couple shows in December, and uh, baby, it, it's a new year. We're ready to rock and roll now. <laughs> we got the camera equipment. We got the producer over here. Yeah, let us know how the cameras worked out. For producer us. Dev, producer D, producer D. I like I it. I love it. I love it. Producer <laughs> D. That's that's the ticket there. So yeah, let us know if you uh, if you enjoyed the camera work. Uh, let us know. Yeah. Uh, give a few shout outs to guys that got in the comments section. Oki Wilson, my cousin from <laughs> from North Carolina, gave us a little shout out. Uh, Shane McCart, uh, appreciate you watching. Ronnie Tomlin, cool to have him Hell on. Yeah. Zach Bathwell uh, is on here. Uh, uh, a lot of a lot of people watching tonight. So yeah, we appreciate all you guys getting on here. Please Staying like and up. share. Please like and share. Why do we say that? We need to say that at the beginning of the know. show. Just do it now. Like and share. <laughs> Never too late. Like and share. If you liked it, share. Share. <laughs> hey, even if you don't share it on any of your social media or anything, you can still tell people about it. So. That's right. Yeah. 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 Share word of mouth. Word of mouth. We've we've yeah. we old, gained a lot of followers. So did you know, did you guys know that we gained seventy-five percent of our listeners in two thousand twenty-two? I pro I'll probably do that. <laughs> you knew that? Yeah. Did you? I did know that. I saw it on a stat, at least on Spotify. <laughs> I think somebody posted some stats about the show from last year, so I did. I posted some stats. How many minutes did we have last year? <clears throat> 3,000. 4,284 4, minutes. Yeah, I couldn't remember. That's a, that's a lot of bullshit for me. <laughs> which translate in, into 70 hours. 70 hours of podcasting from your boys. Just talking. And 37 shows. I'm going to say actually 38 shows because I believe we had a show that we threw. We had a couple of shows that we threw in yeah. there that weren't um, – that weren't the split line show. We were trying right. some different things. We were trying like was it spotlight of the week or something like that. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm just saying we're off to a good start because we're over two hours. We are over two hours. How many yeah. how many listeners have we had on? It doesn't show that. There's I know that... 17 still on here, but mm -hmm. we've we've had a good many. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys. Yeah. Um, appreciate Brandon, it. 
Is Brandon, it that time? Uh, it's time. It's time. We don't. We don't. We, we, we're, we're good. We're good. We don't want to start going downhill. That's and, right. And Brandon, you so, look, did we, so we did we get our picks in? A one. Did we all say? Did you say? Yeah. Yeah. I said Barsha. You said. Uh, well, who did I say? Mookie? No, I said Mookie. I said, Mookie. said Mookie. Yes. That's right. Yeah. And this guy over here, I don't. I can't remember who he said. <laughs> Who'd you say, Devin? Just yell it. He's all, he he's working by the he's behind working. the scenes. He's working hard. I said that Eli Tomac wasn't going to win, and I picked Barsha. Okay, Barsha so two Barshas. Okay, gotcha. I love it. Love it. Only because he's won eight, won like <clears throat> twenty-seven times. Right. Hey guys, don't forget uh, to join our leagues. For we have a pulp league, and we have a Rocky Mountain league. So if you guys want to join them to fun there, we pulp max. Uh, you don't have to pay to play. Right. Oh god. But either. About throw up. <laughs> Brandon will end up winning somehow. Hey, no. Hey, fantasy. No, no it ain't listen, happening this listen. year. Listen, fantasy football. I just, I just won our league in fantasy football. I won. Did this, you win again? Yes, I won I again. I owe you forty bucks. <laughs> I owe you forty bucks. I didn't pay you last year. So, <laughs> add, it, a, add it to the tab. It's, it's actually, a, it's, a, it's, it's a, actually fifty. It's like twenty-five a piece. It's a twenty-five piece. Okay, I owe fifty bucks. I, I didn't pay. I didn't like last year. He had me sign up for this fantasy league yeah and he then didn't tell me that there was a registration fee so. until he won the championship last year did you win again <laughs> yeah i won again oh, I, I just beat i, I just know. beat hollywood what's what's the cheat code for the fantasies <laughs> the cheat code yeah because you uh, win like called, all of them it's called be uh be as good as branded uh <laughs> be as good as branded my god i can't handle this honestly if he wins if he wins split line fantasy next year i'm I, so, i'm going to destroy the website i have split line, split line off-road fantasy this year um fantasy football now we just got to do uh i smoked you in pulp that's because i didn't even play the motocross <laughs> I smoked you in Supercross last year. Did you? Yes. Are you sure? I finished third. Uh, I think I was like fifth. Groff finished like. I don't know. Uh, I'm uh, coming. Uh, I'm coming this year. Coming. Uh, you haven't even signed up yet. You're late. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> put, 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 <laughs> put a little. Put, put a plug in for. Uh, Splitline Fantasy real quick. <coughs> hey, guys. Uh, shameless plug. A shameless plug. So, speaking of all the fantasy, uh, the website should be coming sometime soon, I hope. I hope so. Gosh. Well, uh, considering we race next month. <laughs> we race next month? Oh, my gosh. That, it is January, isn't it? Yeah, it's January. Crap. I know. February 18th. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm like, this should, this should actually technically be technically be behind the scenes talk right now, but I, I am on them. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, hey, we need he's to get, he's on them, boys. We need to, we need to get moving. We need to get moving, fellas, because, <laughs> because, yeah. uh, we need to, we need we're, to go. we're getting there. Cause they, <laughs> I mean, the deadline for them to get it done was this week originally. Right. And it's not done yet. Oh, so, boy. Hopefully next week. Oh boy. <clears throat> Anyways, I I, I I would like to have it up for at least a month before. Right. So we still got like two or three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting there. Ish. 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 So. Ish. Um. So anyways, we're uh, the, the the website's in in process of getting built. Uh. So that the fantasy game will be on the website. Um. Hopefully. That's our, that's the our fantasy, goal. No, the, that's, the, that's really <laughs> we, the only we reason. Just, we paid for it already, guys. We just got to receive it. Yeah. So. Hey, one way or another, something will come up to be able to make it work. So Even if even if the, the guy beside me has to uh, handwrite them all again. 
I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing it again. Uh, come on. You know how many <clears throat> listeners out there are going to play this and you're not even willing to do that? I know, right? Jeez, dedicate yourself better. That sounds like a job. You need to go to bed at 10 o'clock sounds like a job for the producer, to be honest. <laughs> the producer. I'm HR. He's, he's producer D over there, yeah, so we're all good. Yeah. See, see, I gave you that computer for a reason, so I don't want it back. What, whatever gets the job done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Hey, guys. Uh, seriously, I'm sorry for my, <coughs> my voice, but uh, we really appreciate all of you guys listening and uh, sharing all the, the good stuff uh, throughout the year. So support these guys. Guts Racing, 19, since 1985, Guts Racing has been around. Greg's Ultimate Truck Trick Seats. I like it. There we go. All yeah. right. Uh, dude, they do custom seats. If you want... Uh, they have like I think they had called the phantom foam over there yep. really nice and soft good stuff um, whatever you need it for they will take care of it so give them a call over there Seal Sabres Mason and, and, and his dad over there are, do a really awesome job they have really cool stuff uh, especially for the GNCC guys um, I, I think we should probably use them more than what we do uh, they you know always say dollar signs uh, if you want to save some money Save some fork seals, uh, save your hands, uh, any any kind of seal, pretty much they have something to save. Uh, go over there, save 25% off with the code SPLITLINE25, right? Or sp SPLITLINE. SPLITLINE. Dang, Capital S. Time. Capital S. See, I just do it just to make sure you're on your <laughs> uh, Then uh, Sunstar and Sprockets, what are they made of, Coop? Case hardened steel? That's right. Oh, <laughs> and aluminum, too, uh, for you prissy boys out there. All you non-wood drivers? <laughs> no, I'm just, uh, Save uh, 30% off. Split, split, split 30. 30. That's where I get it confused. Right there. <laughs> is, that, is, is there any more capital? Or is that, was no, that, that, no capital no on that capital one. No capital on that one. Okay. You don't need to put a capital on that one. Always should be, always should capitalize split line. That's, that, that's true. <laughs> I don't know what Doug was thinking there. Jesus, Doug. <laughs> Come on. Um, Mako 360, guys. Get over there and get yourself one. Uh, if you didn't get one for Christmas, uh, that sucks for you. So get over there and take care of yourself before the racing season comes and uh, treat yourself. Um, yeah. Quad or a or shoot ATV or dirt bike or your mountain bike and get the hammerhead. Uh, I'm sure spurs for your some spurs spurs for your dirt bike. That's right. I need some of those. I really need to get some. I need yeah. to get my dirt bike stuff really rolling around here. I'm kind of kind of slacking. I can see that. I mean, this guy over here doesn't even ride, so. Ride a little bit. Hey, guys. Uh, don't be like us doofuses here. Go ride some mountain, stay at Hair Scramble next year, and uh, have some fun with your buddies. And, and uh, Richie Nolan and those guys over there, they'll take good care of you. Absolutely. Devin, thanks you for coming in yeah. tonight. We appreciate your hard work, diligently working behind the scenes we're, over there. We're keeping those clutch fingers moving. That's right. And eye coordination. That's right. Uh, we need, now we need to have another song oh to go out gosh. to. <laughs> Maybe we just play the same song again. That's your favorite track. That's weird. <laughs> it's it up, it's up as loud as it goes. 
See? You what is you going on? You <laughs> would think. You would think you we did, would have this. This guy over here, I tell you. I'm, I'm going to put this job on the freaking pro producer the song, D's fault. I, I suck with the songs. <laughs> I'm going to put that on the producer. Producer D's fault. <laughs> producer D, come on. Hey, it's not my hey. fault yet if you haven't put it on me. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Wanted to give a huge shout out to Devin Feehan. Devin, thank you for coming on the show. Yep. Jesse Ainsley, thank you for coming on the show yep. as well. Great show. Episode 98. Two away from 100. Don't expect anything big yet because we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Do we ever know what we're doing? Nope. Split line out. Peace. Down.